up everybody and welcome to another action-packed episode of the back of the 135 podcast this podcast is brought to you by the west west network and we are one of 13 podcast shows from the west west network umbrella which offers content based on pop culture sports and lifestyle from a polynesian perspective check out our website www.westwestnet.com and read some of our opinion pieces written by our West West Network podcast hosts. And you can also find links to all our podcast shows and links to our YouTube channel on our website. So yeah, check that out. You can also follow us on our social media pages on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. That's the West West Network social media pages. Podcasts from the network that have dropped this week. Uh, we have channel 135 which is about tv shows and film and documentaries on streaming services here in new zealand so on our latest episode ria sin and myself discussed and review in detail episode one season one of the netflix tv show dirty john the john meehan story tana valini the host of the polytech talk podcast our technology podcast has released his latest episode of his guest Jack Misa, who is a network engineer in Perth. So Tana talks to him about his career and his journey into IT. The Late Returns Film Review has released a new episode this week and the boys discuss and review the film Enter the Dragon, which was Bruce Lee's final film before he passed away in 1973. Uh, the Zala State of Mind podcast has a new episode out and Yash the host Yash interviews professional personal trainer rugby league coach and health and fitness lifestyle coach Ming Mafoy owner and operator of Fit Bodies uh, also the counter ruck hosted by Stacy and with his guest Roger they talk about rugby union and the latest in news on the All Blacks Pacific Rugby and the Mitre 10 Cup currently playing here in New Zealand you can find all our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. Okay, this episode of the Back of the 135 podcast, our guest needs no introduction, Bill Urali, who has his social media TV network producing the shows Hoops and Life, Caps Chats, Mr. Majesty, and Kapisi Clan Fridays. It was a privilege to have also in our studio. Thank you for giving us some tips and also coming in and adjust our cameras in our studio. Thanks, brother. This was our first filmed episode of the Back of the 135 podcast. It took us 87 episodes to finally get on film, so I'll be looking forward to edit, editing the footage and throw it up on YouTube in the near future. So, yeah. Talking to the legend himself was very insightful, and it was a fun, we had a fun conversation, me and I. Uh, we talked about his current work. Uh, we got into some basketball stuff. You know, me and I being fans of basketball, Bill was a big fan of basketball, so we talked about the NBA playoffs right now and NBA in the 90s, we touched on. We also talked about um, our love for Star Wars and sci-fi, so that was pretty cool. Uh, we talked about religion and his perspective on being an atheist, uh, We and we, we appreciate also for coming on to our humble studio for a chat with us. We talked for over three hours, but it, you know, it felt like 30 minutes, so I hope you guys enjoy this one. Please welcome and give a hand from the Windy City, 
King Kapisi Should we will this be? This will be episode 87. Oh, 87. Yeah. Oh, cool. First one on video. <laughs> it took us, took us 87 episodes to, to get on video. 87 episodes for us to put, have the courage to put our face on video. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, yeah. but there's only one person we we're going to do it with, you know, man. Someone just as old as Lee as we are, so, you know. <laughs> But yeah, this is the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you do it? You just like do it, and then record it, and then edit it, and then put it on a podcast. On the audio, just audio. Oh, no, yeah. Throw it on on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah. Far out. Yeah. Because you know how you're saying like um, you keep stats of um how many um listeners you have. Mm. Um, anchor, right? It's anchor that um send back the feedback, so they tell you. How many listeners? The kind of demographic? What mm. countries there? But that's a, if it's on Spotify, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and oh, but they also pick up the Apple Podcasts and, and Google Podcasts mm. or the other platforms. Mm. Yeah, so they, they let you know the, num- the numbers for each download for yeah. each episode. How many guys are you guys watching? How like you know what's the engagements that you've had? Uh, it's, it's funny because the social media numbers and the listening numbers don't they don't correlate. Mm-mm. So I think the social media numbers are lower than the. Then the listening numbers. Oh. No, that's what I mean. Also, like, um, if I was a sponsor, I'm gonna go. Okay, how many numbers? You've got to know. Okay. Heaps of people asking me too. Mm-hmm. They're like, how many you got? I was going. Well, I got about half a million. They say, how how do you know? I say, well, I started ages ago, and I've got five, 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 yeah. two, three, eight, ten, twenty-one, eleven, eleven. You know. So I go. I've added up just uh, you know the first month, and it's nearly a hundred, or, or you know, a hundred and fifty, two hundred. So then I've definitely got half a mil if uh-huh. I add up all the rest of the months. Yeah. Nice. Now us because then we have like t- uh, like we had we we had like a ten thousand couple of months ago. Yeah, downloads. Mm-hmm. So you know that, we thought mate, we should have we should have made a cake or something for that. Cause <laughs> that feels like a like an achievement. That's a win. You know? That's a win. <laughs> like, all this yeah. Mm. That's another reason why we wanted to talk to you about because you jumped on Facebook doing yeah, your shows. Yeah, yeah. Got your should, 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 we, should we get in there? We're in there. We're in there. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, yeah we, we, that's what we do. We just. <laughs> We don't do the big intro. We just like to talk and <laughs> okay, yeah, man. Yeah, Silly. so you know when I think of you, um, Bill, like uh, what you're doing right now with your basketball show, you got your um, Fabio uh, Odo, Fabio Odo. The podcast is started. <laughs> okay, okay, all good, all good. What up, people? <laughs> you got your chat show. You got your your DJ shows going on. DJ uh, shows, yes. You, you got your reggae and your just your normal DJ stuff. Huh? Mm. Your content actually covers. What West West Network is probably all about. Okay. Pop culture, yes. sports, and, yes. and lifestyle. Mm. And I think you cover every, every one of those. Mm. So I think after the podcast, also we're going to give you a, like a, a sign up to join our network. For real, no, I'm, looking, kidding, I'm looking for team. I'm looking for team. And I like everyone else is looking for team. I'm looking for team. Uh, people that I don't have to sasa, well, out there people go sasa, that means like uh, smack. Uh, I'm looking for workers. Because I'm a worker, and I'm obviously looking for other workers. The thing that I like about what you guys have done, this 80 shows, you know what I mean? You guys have already put in the work and done it. 
I don't have to question how many shows have you done? Do you love it that much? Because most people might do 5, 10, 15. Oh, that's enough. But you guys have done 80. That's a huge number. And with the numbers, what you guys are actually, you know, it's the process huh, of actually doing something. And that's what I respect. I personally, myself, I like work. And when I see the work speak for itself, mm. we can all talk, you know, yeah, woo, I, I do this, I do that. But if you're not doing anything and and we're just talking out, blowing, you know, air out of our moolies, it's, it's really hot air. Mm. And, um, you know, f- through my career, I've, I've tried to do something where, and now I can look back at my career in retrospect, I've done some dope shit. You know, I've done some, I've done some stuff that no other South Pacific Island has done. Mm. So then I go, okay, how can I do it again? But keep on doing it. But also, uh, my music has been able to take me around the world, represent Samoans and you know South Pacific people, and you know New Zealand around the world. And it's and I still do. And so I go, okay, I've been doing it for twenty five years plus. What am I going to do for the next twenty five years? And I've built brands. Kinkabisi brand's not too bad. Overstayer clothing yeah, brand man. is not too bad. Uh, you know, um, I've done some cool things. And now the, the, the next, you know, sort of uh, step for Kinkabisi is to start my DJ shows and, you know, and these other chat shows. But honestly, I'm aiming to start a network or, you know, a channel. How did this all the stuff for you? Because when you brought out, I remember when you, when you brought out Screams from the Plantation, I was mm. like... 20, nearly 20 years ago. Like 20 a, years yeah, ago plus. That's the anthem, man. That's the anthem. No, that, that's not it. That is, if, that is the, if there is a Samoan theme, song, mm. if you, anywhere you go in the world, or there, like when you hear, if there's a song you're going to hear when you're Samoan, it's going to hype you up. That's the number one, like that's the track. You know, that's the, that's that's, the classic that game. And it came out of nowhere. For me, it came out of nowhere. And I was like, that's the first probably time I ever thought about us Polynesians or Pacifinders, you know, like mm. empowerment, like sort of mm. thing, like, I understand. you know, like when, when it came out back in those days, I was like, man, damn, doesn't mean like, you know, put my fist on the air and all that mm. stuff, uh, but because, yeah, we'll, we'll probably get that to that later on, but so since you've done all that, all your music and just, you know, how we're talking about, you're a content creator now. So how did that all start for you? Like, how, is it a reinvention of yourself or is it just an extension of yourself? Like with your brands you've had? Because I think for me it started way back at home when my mum said, don't be scared, you know, just go. And I said, okay. And my mum is an artist, 81-year-old, 82-year-old, and she's like doing her, she's an amazing artist, Pussy Urale, the artist. Uh, look, look her up, P-U-S-I-U-R-A-L-E, the artist. And she's 80 plus and she's doing her own exhibitions now. Mm. And so she's holding her own exhibitions, not like running in with other people. She's had her own exhibitions. So for a Samoan, uh, you know, at that age to be able to own her own exhibitions. And, you know, so we take in 14 to 15, 16 paintings. She sells them on the first day. And I had to say to the people, hey, is that normal? And they go, nah, that's not normal. But, you know, the one thing that's really awesome about my mum is that she sells it to our people so it's affordable. There's other artists that are Pacific Island artists. They're selling their, their stuff for 30, 40, you know, thousand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's the thing where I go, um, you know, she's she's still a girl from the village. And that's the one thing that I think about my mom. Regardless, you know, uh, how big or small or, or, or what she does, she's always, always has some uh, more. And, um, you know, our village is, uh, you know, Lefanga and Makawaisa Fungi and my dad's village, Whangamalo, in her hearts. Mm. We're really just 
I was born here, but the rest of my other brothers and sisters were born back home yeah. in Samoa, and you know, uh, I'm really just a village kid, really. Yeah, nice and simple. You know, I, I as well took inspiration from your mum because I saw her on um, your. She came on your um, mm-hmm. caps chat, son. Yes, yes. And yes, like, man, you no, know, I was thinking, I was thinking because she was talking about her paintings mm-hmm. and that. So that's where you started thinking about expanding your oh, creativity, or because my mum, she was like, it's very, very different from every other Samoan mum that I know. And this is just me being honest. She said, "Go chase your dreams," and we're like, "You sure?" And she's like, "Go chase your dreams." And, um, you know, normally in our culture, uh, go and get work, bring home the money. Mm. And, uh, you know, obviously none of my brothers and sisters took heed to that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're all artists. You know, we're all creative. But, you know, I think for me is just being straight up honest. You've got to have a Raleigh family somewhere in the world that are just, uh, that don't follow the mold. Mm. We're here to break, um, you know, my sister is going for her, uh, to be a professor. She wants to go home and teach, uh, back home at, at the varsity of Samoa. You know, we've got a home in uh, Alisa. Uh, she wants to go live there. Uh, my other sister is a theater playwright. She's the person for, a uh, Pacific person for, you know, Creative New Zealand. My other sister, um, so it goes Tasha, uh, Makarita. And then my brother, he's the lineup producer for TV One uh, News for the longest. Uh, then my sister underneath her is uh, uh, him, Sima. She's a director, uh, award-winning, you know, director. And then my other sister is just older than me, Mela. She's an artist as well. So we're all creative. Family of artists. That's yeah. amazing, man. And it's just, uh, and it's just from like um, with your mom just saying to you, like, just go follow your, follow your dreams. And that's, um, you know, even back then, was that. It, was that just from the older siblings? You let just looking up like, hey, um, this is where they they they're going with it. I'm going to try to take it or just follow them as well. Or um, when we were growing up, some from Wellington, uh, what about some Wellington uh, Newtown, born in Newtown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, brought up in Island Bay, then Lyle Bay, then after Lyle Bay, uh, I moved up to Auckland yeah. and uh, moved up north, Hokianga, uh, and up to Kaitaia, and then my son was born up there. Uh, but yeah, it's just my mum was very supportive of us uh, chasing our dreams. That was the reason why we came to New Zealand to do something different from. And you know, my mum was a teacher, and my dad was a factory worker. So my dad couldn't speak English. Um, you know, until he passed away, hardly speak English. So we spoke Samoan at home, and um, you know, my mum was educated, mm. and. Um, very, very lucky to have an open-minded, you know, uh, mother that was like, you know, go chase your dreams. And most of us have, and we've done well. Oh, I think we've done all right. I think you've done more than all right, too, man. <laughs> it's just, just to say, um, so if your brother, you're saying that he's been like, uh, working for TV, was it TV? TV and Z for over, over 20 years, I think, right? Yeah. Damn. And, and, and I just, because I remember listening to another podcast that you're on, mm. and then, so the sister... So the one just just above you, is she the one that um, produced the first video that you were in, or was it one of the older sisters? Uh, she's one of the older sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, so my sister Makarita, when we did Subcranium Feeling, which is the first, which is one of the most original, it's original videos, man. That's an amazing video. Yeah, it was pretty cool, you know, and it, it was groundbreaking then. And and I can listen to songs that are twenty years old. That's the crazy thing is like that. Best is like twenty twenty, you know, something plus years. And I listen to it now, and it still bangs. And lyrically, as a rapper, as a lyricist, as an MC, the lyrics still stand up today. 
you know, and I go, mm, I haven't heard many rappers that have come close mm-hmm. to that. But that's just me being honest, yeah. you know. And um, but it sets standards. And the one thing that I've been able to look back and have hindsight is that I've set standards, and I'm going to set more standards, and I'm going to keep on setting standards. And so, uh, you know, I'm not fifty. I'm not scared to go out and chase my dreams because mm-hmm. all you can do is just fat, you know, fall flat on your face, and then you got to go, okay, dust myself off, and then I want to go again. And I'm not scared of that. You know, I don't, I, I don't mind uh, taking a couple of hours because if you look at it, am I creating history? I'm creating South Pacific history. Just being totally out there and being totally honest, I make South Pacific history. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I've, I've, I can look back and go, oh, shoot, I made history. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, I'm not even uh, blowing my own trumpet. It's just facts. Mm-hmm. And if we had to say that are some of the things that uh, King Kapisi has done first, yeah, we've done some things in the whole world first for South Pacific Island uh, musicians and, 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 and MCs as well. Hmm. You know, with your live streaming content and mm, stuff, mm. and and obviously your 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 older brother working for Team NZ yes, and stuff. Yes. Um, I had a conversation with um, Johnson Riella um, a few episodes ago. He's yes, Johnson. Main, yes, he's a mainstream man. So yes. I was trying to get, I was trying to um, ask him questions about podcasting and mm. how content creators these days are going through mm. different channels, other than you know, not through radio, not through yes. TV, but through YouTube. Through Spotify, through all these other platforms, Facebook, mm. um, Instagram, mm. getting to get their content out there. Yeah, like is that the way? Do you think in the future, like where things are going, like take over TV and radio? Like, <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think honestly, TV and radio are on the way out. Uh, not everyone watches TV these days. Uh, most people watch, you know, their content through either a phone uh, or you know online. And uh, just because I sort of know a couple of things that's happening inside the, you know, the radio networks, they're sort of slowly, you know, not as busy as what they used to be. So it's the same as with all the television, you know, media companies as well. Mm. But uh, I think the the cool thing is that with people like ourselves that are making our own channels, our own, uh, you know, content now, we don't have to you know, uh, wait for them to go, okay, we're going to give you 500,000 to make this uh, 12 episode uh, show. And because I know someone, you know, I just happen to know budgets of what people get for television shows. And then I go, wow. Um, My aim is for someone after I rock my show. So, so fans, what happened? First off, COVID hit and I was like, whoa, all artists, musicians, rappers, uh, entertainers lost all their jobs. Went all down the, down the follow. We look, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, that was my, I tried to make a, a toilet, funny fucking follow noise. I don't know if it sounded that good. Um, but then I was like, I was thinking to myself, wow, what am I going to do? And I saw my favorite DJs, my favorite hip hop DJs spinning tracks. I was like, oh, they're going on Instagram. Wow, awesome. So if they didn't come to New Zealand or if I didn't see their video on YouTube, I'd never be able to watch them. And these guys have been my heroes since I was a, a young dude, you know, and I was like, oh, far out. So the guys that I was watching was obviously D Nice. D Nice was when, you know, he's the dude that uh, was getting multi many. He's, I think he's got the top highest sort of podcast for music at the moment d nice dj d nice i was watching uh biz Marquee. also i was watching uh you know uh, fresh prince and uh 
the funky child um, from DITC. Uh, I'm sure as I remember his name later, but he was just playing my favorite dope DJs and they're playing obscure records. You know what I mean? I was like, mm. yo. And you would never hear that unless you heard it on a mixtape or you sh- saw it on YouTube. Mm. So, okay, second week into COVID, it's getting bored. I was like, okay, I'm going to get, you know, I'm like, what am I going to do? So I thought, I built up because it took me a you know a little while to, to to build up enough guts to get on and DJ on live because I've never done Facebook live never so I was like going okay had to drink a few brews you know what I mean I was getting in I was like okay and I get you know and 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 the other thing too is what you got to understand because. I wasn't doing any gigs. So I was basically, that's what I go do. I just go to a, you know, rock the mic and then I go and DJ for a couple of hours. So I started DJing and uh, that was the first Friday night. And I was like, okay, named it something, but it was at a, a, a place in my mind called Billy's Wine Bar. And um, I tried to think that all of my family, while I was DJing, who was I DJing for? I was DJing for my family. And I could imagine my Aina, uh, my, you know, my Fano just right next to me. And so we're just dancing, you know what I mean? We're just all just having a good time. Fee, fee, woo-hoo, choo-hoo. I was shoo-hooing to myself. Um, but, um, yeah, I had a good time. DJ for three hours. That's quite a long time to DJ. And um, and then that was my first live stream. Mm. And then the next week I did again. Oh, that's quite interesting. Oh, okay. And then, I, you know, then I got some more, you know. And then after a while I was like, okay, this is getting quite cool. Um, then on a Sunday I thought to myself, I'm a reggae artist. I make reggae I've been making reggae for a while now, and there's no reggae platforms. So I started another show. The first show was on Friday night, Carpeasy Clan Fridays. Sunday show was Mr. Majesty Sundays. Yeah, I watched, I watched that one, man. And so I, I thought to myself, okay, I'm just going to do strictly reggae because I do, you know, hip-hop, whatever, on the other nights, I'm going to do a reggae show. So I did that for a couple of weeks, you know, months, two months. And then uh, what happened was that uh, we got, um, I ended up getting like nearly half a million engagements. So so I just added them up and just, I was like, okay, this is really, really interesting. Um, I managed to work with a, a, um, a company called um, V3 Tech that came along and, and said, um, you know, we'd love to work with you. I said, well, okay, I'll do some stuff for you guys. Well, you know, how can you help me? And and the boys were like, bro, what do you need? I was like, well, I think I need a, um, a backdrop. You know, and, and then the boys turned up on an afternoon, four guys with a whole truck and some incredible equipment and made me a backdrop. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know how good the backdrop was going to be. It was outstanding. Mm-hmm. And um, that took the show from the from the downstairs in my house look to the, oh, you look like you're in TVNZ or you, you look like you're in a, a proper, proper studio. And um, So did they bring in the green screen? It wasn't a green screen. It was just a, it was just a, 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 it was a plastic sort of like, tile looking thing with with up lights that color it then we had a projector that projected onto that so when i saw that i was like okay hold up i'm going to start another show so then i thought to myself okay i want to start one that's got to do with well-being mental health and you know because because there's so many options of shows that i can do i go well what am i going to do what am i going to call it the first ones you know you got to think of branding wise so if you're going to start a brand you've got to make sure it's the, the right one when you start. So the first Carpeasy Clan Fridays, I went through three different names before I got to Carpeasy okay. Clan Fridays. So I was like, okay, I want to stick to Carpeasy Clan Fridays now. Then Mr. Majesty Sundays, that's catchy, nice and catchy. Then I thought, okay, I'm going to start um, Hoops and Life. Hmm. So then I started a basketball show, but I had already um, started that idea a couple of months before lockdown with three other guys. And uh, my aim is to potentially... 
um, in a year's time or two years' time be the South Pacific ESPN for basketball. And that's my aim. And, you know, I wanna, that's what I want to work to. Um, I think it is possible. And because I, at this particular time, guys, of my career and my life, I'm like, I have no fear. All they can do is say no. So, but I've got the balls to ask. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you want to give me some money? And they go, yes, no. And that's all good. You know, oh, great. Thank you very much. Shake your hand. Cool. Move on. Ask the next person. Hey, but just remember, fam, that I'm, I'm my sonny. I'm used to getting in front, up in front of 10,000 people plus. So, rocking a stage, you, you get really over your, you know, yourself mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've, I've become really good at that. But, you know, I still get the, the butterflies before I jump on and do a show. It's, it's weird when you don't get butterflies because, you know. But I've, I've rocked, you know, 60,000, you know, 70,000, up to, you know, parties that, that have 100,000 people in there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I've just become really good at that, rocking a crowd. And this is just an extension of being an artist. Because if you're an artist, you make the music, you write the music, you record it, you know, you mix it, you master it. What are you going to do next? You're going to go shoot a music video. So then through my sister's assistance, I learned how to direct, learn how to edit, and now I direct and edit my own music videos. So after that, you have to go and take that to the radio. You have to go, you know, so I've ended up becoming uh, one of those people as well. But, um, yeah, you become a product, mm. and King PC is a product, and I've managed to be able to figure out what we need to be able to, you know, sell a product and uh you know kinka pc is a, a well-known uh, product in the south pacific and you know it's been some places in the world and now i'm just building other brands mr majesty majesty sundays hoops and life which is the basketball show caps chats uh, the well-being show but remember also remembering that i jumped the gun and went to uh potential sponsors ministry of education ministry of you know pacific island affairs ministry of of whoever but that's because I'm not scared. All I can say, hey, do you like the show? And then I'm like, oh yeah. Mm. But you know, I'm 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 giving I'm giving them the heads up just in case randomly they're like, oh hey, I heard Caps has got a show and it's pretty good, you know? Yeah. But because the production level is is so good from V3 Tech, people can't tell if I'm at TVNZ, if I'm at TV3 or if I'm at Think. But you know, it's it's a it's a it's a, a production that we've made from from scratch. But I'm aware of what it takes to grow a brand. Mm. So I've become good at marketing, um, just marketing brands because I can market myself, but also I'm, uh, I've represented other brands. So, you know, I've been a Red Bull guy for a long time. I've done voiceovers for, uh, you know, for some of these brands like, uh, Rebel Sports. I've made beats for Rebel Sports. I've made, you know, I've made uh, music for a lot of advertising companies, you know? And then I do voiceovers. So I do voiceovers for a lot of brands and companies. So basically, in the roundabout type of way, I've become a whole marketing company by myself. Because mm. I can do everything. If someone says, listen, we need a, a ad, I go, uh, you know, uh, uh, we need a BNZ ad. Okay. I think up the, you know, and the then concept, I write yeah. the concept. I make the, I make the music for it. Mm. I voice it over. And then I'll shoot it, edit it. And then, you know, get it mastered by someone else and mixed. But basically, I can do a whole ad by myself. 
So you're pretty much a mini uh, media I'm, company. I'm a mini Sachis and Sachis. Yeah, you are Sachis. That's what I mean. But the other yeah. thing too is the thing that we've got to understand is that Sachis and Sachis is a brand. Uh, mm. Kinkabisi is a brand. And I, I, I will give some well-known brands a good go. You know what I mean? It's because I'm not fifty. I go, well, okay, cool. How well is your brand known? And we'll go up and down the country and see how many people. And that's not even being, being, you know, uh, blowing my own trumpet. I'm that's just facts. Mm. And I'm not fifty. I go, oh well, let's, let's see, let's see. I'm gonna give it a go. You might win. I might win. But you know, that's um, that's inspiring. You know, like um, the way you're talking about, um, like thinking about, like don't be scared because I think us, um, us Islanders, someone's. Course. We naturally stand off. Sure, we've been told, you know, you know follow our law. You have to respect, yes. uh, especially like when, like when I was growing up. My parents, my my dad especially was like, you know, respect the, your boss, respect mm. the teacher, and mm. all that. So, you know, that's why we kind of like, you know, when we used to go to school, we tend to sit at the back of the class. Yes, yes, me you too. Know, not, you know, because we're too scared. Of, you know, we don't. You don't want to put your hand up, and you know, you do the wrong answer because you oh. know the boys are going to go, oh, let's be a book or okay, you know. Mm. It's, it's like, you know, now, now the way you're saying it and, the, and what we're trying to do or what Karen and, and us are trying to do with the network, man, honestly, man, it's it's inspiring, bro. Mm. And it's the fact that it's the, what you're saying, you know, people would come up with some long philosophy, oh, you got to do this and all it is is don't be scared, you know. That's it. In the most basic form that you can say, hey, kids, don't be scared. And, you know, and once you get over that, 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 being, you know, that thing of being scared, you're not scared of anything. Mm. And, um, you know, like I had it, my mum was a teacher and um, I used to go to school with her and I, all her friends, I knew them when I was growing up. So when I went, wasn't, when I was in class, I wasn't 50 of them. I wasn't oh, scared of them. Yeah. So, which is probably not a good thing. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? I was just like, hey, uh, you know, John or, but you know, but they were like, don't, don't call me John. Or, you know, I said, like, okay, sorry, uh, Mr. You know, but um, my mum is very straightforward. You know what I mean? There's this, um, she's an incredible woman. And she had a couple of, of you know, incredible women that were uh, instrumental in her life. And uh, one of her her cousins is, her name was Fatawi, and her husband was Mata'afa, the first Prime Minister of Samoa. And so she had strong role models uh, to, you know, to be um, trying to do different things. Because my auntie was very, uh, you know, forward thinking as well, and uh, my mum's very forward thinking, and you know, when we come over here to New Zealand, uh, I think one of the, the, you know, I'm born here, and I see what the issues are with when we bring the Samoa to New Zealand. It always has a place, of course. There's no doubt about it. But then one thing that we have to change is that um, within the Westernized world of 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 culture of life. Um, or just even in business, there's no being scared. There's no white. There's no barangi. There's no brown. There's no. It's just business. It doesn't discriminate. So we have to teach all of our children, regardless of where they come from, how to do business properly. And when you have to do business, you, you can't be scared. And that's the one thing that we have to get over ourselves and go, hey, uh, to be comfortable in the Barangi westernized world of, of work, which we, this is where we live. You know what I mean? The other thing that I've got to also say is that bring up the Tangata Funeral, you have to know where we are. But also when I went home to Samoa when I was seven, born here, I was like, whoa, there's a whole place where our Samoans are. Awesome. Okay, cool. But then it made me go, hey, hold up. We live in New Zealand. So, okay. Samoans can go home, but we live in the in the Maori world. 
in their land. So it made me go figure out even more, okay, cool, I'm going to go home and I'm going to fight for the tangata whenua even harder. Mm. So that's one of the things I think that us as Polynesians have to go, hey, sorry, just because you're born here doesn't make you Māori, doesn't make you tangata whenua, will always be Samoan, mm. you know? Because people go, where are you from, man? I was like, Kiwi is not a nationality. I'm a Kiwi. Okay, so where's your mum from? Oh, well, she's from Oakuni. Uh, oh, okay, but where's your grandmother from? Oh, she's Swiss. Yeah. Oh, so that means you're from Switzerland. Okay, you know what I mean? And people yeah. go, I'm a Kiwi, but what is a Kiwi? Yeah. You know, we're all immigrants. Unless you're, you're tangata whenua, everyone is an immigrant that lands here in Aotearoa. And that's why I, I plead and I say to everyone else that has been from overseas and your, your, your country might be effed over by, you know what I mean, uh, by the colonizers or by whatever, fight for the, for the people of the country. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. We've had conversations on other podcasts about, about... I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist. You, yeah, just, yeah. You know, yeah, man. That was, that was one of the earliest things that I um, I, I knew about you. Because you were quite vocal early on. Not vocal, but you'd, you'd made it clear, you know, especially when you'd come out with um, students from the old plantation. And I just remember thinking, he's, you know, he's Samoan. You know, um, it's very rare for a Samoan to come out or even just admit to be an atheist, you know. Mm. And I thought... And then I, I, I think I'm, what might have been talking about specific or just a, a documentary back then. And I remember you just talking about it and your views on that. How did, you know, I don't know if I'm sorry for cutting up, but how did you come to, to, to that? You know, like oh, the whole buzz for me is also is that when did religion become culture? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So me not believing in, 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 in religion, does that make me less Samoan because I don't? And when people go, oh, you're not a Samoan because you don't believe in Yeshu, I'm like, hey, hold up. So you're saying, yeah, and, and that's where I, I, I get eco and I go, well, just imagine, just imagine, let's, let's just imagine, just imagine, you know, think, you know, open-minded and you go, what happens if our grandma's grandma, grandma, okay, that's like, you know, six generations back, uh, what happens if what was taught to her was wrong? You know what I mean? Can you imagine it? Can you imagine it? So someone then goes, okay, you know, and and also when I when I when I went back to our history, I said, what happened to our own gods? So what makes the Barangi one better than our gods, fob gods over here? You know what I mean? And so I started asking questions, and and you know, and if you're going to be uh, uh, different and not a sheep, you're going to start, you know, doing your own research. So you research and you go, okay, what happened? Where, where, where does you know Christianity come from? Okay, and then you follow it back to Caesar and Constantine and all of that. And if you if you know how to research and you know how the how the you know the Christian uh, religion came around, you'd start questioning what you've been taught. So that's the question. I just said, let's ask a simple question: What happens if grandma's grandma's grandma? What that person taught them was wrong. Because I looked into that too, um, and I had my own questions. Oh. So, my question was okay, what if the Balangis didn't come? The missionaries, what if the Muslims came instead? Mm. Would we be Muslim then? We would. Yeah. I mean, that's, that would be the dominant uh, religion mm-hmm. in, our, in, our, in our country. But, but then also, like, I, I was fascinated by the fact that um, they actually came and changed. Like you said, we believed in our own gods before. Mm. Tangaloa, mm. all that stuff. Yeah. 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 What happened to that? It's gone, like wiped away. But that's what I mean. It's that if you look at how uh, religion 
Uh, there's some books that you can study. I wish I had the names of them. Basically, when the missionaries, there was a place in London where they all studied and they said, listen, we're going to send out missionaries to all the Pacific Islands and the way that we're going to take off, take over them is written in the book. And hello, they published a book. So there you go. Okay, you read the book and you go, wow, we will um, move into their villages. Oh, so it's kind of like a manual of it's a manual of, of, what to do, of, how of, they were gonna, of how they're going to take over. Is it still? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Find it, eh? and, and that's the thing that if you go in and, and, and you discover a history, so what they do, would do, they're in our villages, you know, a bunch of fobs, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? They'd bring over one dude, and that person would move in. And they're like, oh, what's this Bailangi dude doing here? Okay, let's not, you know, let's not kill him, let's not fussy him. And then he'd find someone very strong inside your village. Like, and he'll go, okay. Then he'll give him a, a shirt. We didn't have any clothes back then. They'll give him a shirt. And then he'll go, okay, and just check it out. And they're, oh, hey, look, that guy of, uh, you know, of, of uh, influence is wearing a shirt. They're like, oh, sorry, what are you wearing a shirt for? And then they give him some pants. And that's how they start. And so slowly they start giving that one person of influence more stuff. Okay, let's give them a blanket. Okay, let's give them some tobacco or let's give them some pots and pans. So slowly that's the way that they started and they, they, they designed this from uh, from London. That's how they were going to go and divide and conquer with religion. So if we didn't used to go to church, they would wipe feces on us. If you didn't go to church, they would give you a hiding. And so that's how it started. So basically, if you weren't going to church, man, they're going to write some kito on you or else they're going to give you, you know, they're going to give you a hiding. So you get the beat down. So basically, slowly over years, over years, over years, that religion and that little from that one dude and that one missionary starts getting bigger, one family, two families, three families, you know, because they sent missionaries all around the, the South Pacific. Hello. And then that's how it happened in the South Pacific. Yeah, that's fascinating about that. And for us, survivors, it is a touchy subject now. But, but, oops, it's, but when you look into it, man, I've, I've gotten hassles, I've gotten threatens, mm. I've got, sorry, threatens. I've been threat, threat, threatened, threatened, threatened. <laughs> I've been threatened, you know, like I had a cousin ring me up and say, Solly. I said, oh, what's up? He goes, bro, listen, the Faith the L's doing a thing. King Kapisi is the devil. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. But I thought to myself, myself I was like, okay, sicky, yeah, it's all good. But no one can can take away me being Samoan. And that's the thing. I go, mm, I know where I'm from. I know where my mom's from. I know, you know, my lineage of where we come from. So if you're trying to test my lineage, totally, I already know. Where's Yeshua from? He's from Afrika. So there I go, well, what's he, you know, what's he got to do with Samoan? And that's just me being... You know what I mean? There's heaps of other ways to look at it. But I think for me that religion is a form of of you know oppression, you know, and it's and it's worked. And these governments have worked. And, and you know, they've got places that, you know, we we just give them our money. You know what I mean? We've 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 learned how to and the the thing the issue that I have is that when when the church or religion becomes Fatsa more and I go, hey, hold up. There's a big difference between Fatsamo and religion. Mm. You know what I mean? And when it becomes mixed, that's the issue that I have. Mm. But, you know, you can't really question anything. Um, that's the difference probably between, you know, being a Samoan that lives over here in New Zealand. Uh, you know, you can basically say what you want. Uh, but older Samoans or just any Samoans around might, might, might go, man, you're brought up wrong. But when you think about it, what I'm saying is with love. It's not with hate in my, my heart. I'm just asking questions. And what's wrong with asking questions? Mm. And that's the thing. You know what I mean? I go, hey, Sully, are we going to teach our, our children to just go, yes. 
Yes, sir. Yes, master. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, no, no. Go and ask the question first and foremost, and then go and do some research and find out the answer for yourself. Because I've been to church. Went to Presbyterian Church. I've been to local Bucky Bucky. I've given it all a go. But then after a while, I was like, hmm, why is the Fofi out getting all the money? And you know what I mean? And why does he have a flash car? Why why is his kids always like a little bit more well-fed than everyone else? And I see at the nightclub on a Saturday night, all his kids at the, you know, at the nightclub. And then on Sunday morning, I see them at church. I go, okay. But it's not for me to judge. I'm just stating facts. And so the other thing too, when you think about it, what makes a God or, or someone's God better than someone else's? You know what I mean? Where's the love? Where's the where's the aroha? Where's the you know the afi when you actually you know and, and someone says, "Oh man, your your God is no good," and I'm like, "What type of God will go and tell someone else that they you know?" And then that makes me question, what is the the reason that that the person is like? Are you coming from a place of love when you're talking about your God because your God is saying is better than that God? What type of well, God would go? Does your God allow you to start judging them? Yeah, so like, because you know, yeah. are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, fuck! Because I see some people that are judgy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, wow! And that's what your God tells you to say. And if it, it, for me, it really sort of shows you what type of person they are. Because when you break it down, God doesn't say shit. And people go, oh man, God talked to me. I said, oh, what does he? What does he sound like? He's a baritone voice. Does he have a high type of voice? And he goes, oh, man, I talk to him all the time. I, you know, I say, oh, okay, um, does he talk back? And he goes, oh, he talks to me all the time. I say, yeah, but what did he say? And then nothing. You know what I mean? And uh, you have to question, and and a lot of people around the world would just follow blindly. Uh, you know, uh, you know, um, uh, black is really the color purple. True that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I was standing with a kusipa'i in my hand, you know, orange is really, uh, tastes like an apple. Everyone's going to go, true that. And I, that's the thing I, I, I just have, you know, and I go, the, the one of the things too that I that I have issues with too is, is that when is someone is, is at church or the faithful elves there and he's reaching out, this family gave, Lima Sadokala gave $500. This family gave 50 It becomes a competition mm-hmm. about yeah. who can give the most money. And I go, Man, a lot of those people are going hungry and their kids are going hungry because they're trying to save face at church. Yeah. Who wants the money? Is it the church or did God tell you? Because I'm sure God up there or wherever he's supposed to be, he doesn't need any money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then it becomes a, a, a money laundering system to me, sort of. I, I think you'll find, you'll find a, lot, a, a lot of Samoans now asking questions. I've, I've heard, I've had conversations. That conversation about Giving money to the church, giving all your money and not mm. having any food there. Mm. And then you get stories of churches splitting up over a little argument over money or something. But it's about saving face. And when it comes down to it, I know some, like, you know, uh, being a, a pastor has become a career. Hey, there's three uh, colleges back in Samoa that you can go to. Even if you're a bad dude, you can go and join this, you know, stay there for three years, how many of the years, and at the end you become a pastor. And I'm like, wow, because I know some pastors that have come out there, I go, surely you were a bad dude before you read in. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it becomes, it becomes, oh, being a pastor has become a career now. You know what I mean? Don't have to win the lotto. Become a pastor. You'll be sweet. Well, <laughs> you know? well, yeah, that's, 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 that's the that's truth. The but there are some, like, you know, because I know, like, because I've, I've got a um, family that are, he's, 
my cousins are pastor and my mm. brother's like a um, I've got heaps of cousins that yeah, are yeah. pastors and, and, and you know and, but and, they're, they're like they're to me they're sincerely in that because they really believe in yes yeah don't get me wrong. I feel sorry for them, but there are those type that you're that you are referring to. There's so really know, good ones. I know a few that have gone to um, gone to Samoa and they've come back and they're pretty much just the same. They've just got a white um, below and uh, yeah, you know. So I know the ones that you're referring to as well. It's just there's good and there's bad. Yeah, but the thing is, like even between good and bad, you still got to ask the question. Exactly. Go, I'm not going to follow. Yeah. So it's sort of jump off the cliff. Why? You know what I mean? Let's all go jump off the cliff because the this book here told us to. You know what I mean? And they, 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 like, what about those those cults? They all go kill themselves, and they're wearing Nike shoes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, let's all, hey, five hundred of us, we're all gonna take this thing, and we're just gonna, and they, okay, cool. And where are you supposed to go there, bro? We're gonna go fly out to the space of the ship, and all of our, you know, and we're gonna go circle around, man. And they believe him, and I go, Allah, wow. But you know what I mean? But um, you know, you know, for, ask questions. You know, for stuff like that, where do how do people get into that frame of mind to actually follow someone is? Crazy that because it's kind of like that Jonestown kind of you know when people start you know what it is it's, it's, it's people being lost yeah and having oh. no sense of of, of belonging yeah. it's I, like I think if you break it down it's human nature it's yeah, human nature people, yeah. people need to believe in something they yeah. like you need a but meaning just, in your life but just for the the fear, like how how much how they're so into it I mean you know, I know some Christians but I don't see them doing something as crazy as like building towns outside. Do you remember that Jonestown was and all very Nikes and or like Waco? Waco's oh, enough, man. you know, there's some but there's, crazy there's, people there's out there, like man. I give you a bit if I wanted to, in a crazy type of way, I could start off a cult. You know what I mean? It's not my buzz. I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I've actually tried to start my own cult and start my own Carpisi clan. You know what I mean? So there's a bunch of people that are Carpisi clan, you know, fans or or, or, or people. But I'm trying to uh, grow a movement of people that go, man, I like your music. I like what you're doing. And um, what's weird too is, is that I used to think back in the day, uh, like when people say, man, I'm your biggest fan. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, I, I didn't believe them. And then um, maybe a decade ago, this lady came back from overseas. She said, listen, I had a salmonella dub tape and your tape and another tape. And, I, and that's all I had to listen to for the last three years. And I was like, okay. And she goes, man, I, I, I'm your biggest fan. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and she was like, and I know all your words. Okay, let's go. Yeah. And she knew all of my lyrics, but even the hard ones. And, you know, because I got, it's, it's not easy lyrics to learn. And I spit her, you know, I was like, okay. And she spit it back. I was like, oh, sure. I spit <laughs> another one. And then she, and so now when someone goes, I'm your biggest fan, I I I go okay cool because she was that was like amazing and the one thing about music it can move people it, it's um, it's been able to my music has been able to get people through really rough times and I've been on stage where someone said sorry I was at a gig and you did the gig that was the best gig I've ever been at to my life so I've been able to you know do some really really cool things with my music and move like thousands I've been able to move nations with just my music and my voice. And so I go, okay, that's pretty cool, you know. And and I just, it's it's one of my highs, you know. If you go, Solly, what's your best buzz? My best buzz is is when you've got a microphone in your hand and you're rocking your own uh, songs, and you say say oh, and then you know thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand people say oh, and that 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 type of feeling when you've got a crowd in your hand, you can't beat it. It's like it, it's so amazing, and so you know. Um, that's my buzzers. 
Like, what do you do for a buzz? Also, I go for a bungee jump, play, shoot some hoops, you know, I'll snowboard down a Coronet Peak Hill. Um, but, you know, one of my best sort of vibes or best buzzes that I've ever had is rocking a crowd and just having, you know, because, you know, you go, oh, man, I can't believe that this crowd is with me. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And what you're trying to do uh, in, uh, as an MC or as an entertainer is to have that crowd there with you. And when they're there, you go, I, oh my gosh, they're, they're with me. You know, and you still freak out. And I like, you have get the little, hee hee, this is pretty cool <laughs> while you're on stage. But you're not still trying to act cool. I still going on stage? I still, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, still, I still rock stages all the time too. It's like um, a lot of people um, have said, Solid Man, you're still on point. I haven't stopped. I've never stopped. Like, I've performed for the last 25 years heaps of times. So I'm still sharp. I don't know about other people, but I'm still the bomb. Is it, is it like a, you know, you're performing, like when you're doing your performance, it's like a tool like or a muscle, like you've got to keep training it, or is it kind of like you can have, if you were to have a 12-month break and you, and we saw you got a gig tomorrow, you went and it would be same same energy, same kind of, oh, right from a month, you know? It's, it's, there have been some times where I've gone on and I couldn't remember the words to my songs. So I started one song, and then I was like, oh, oh, hey, hold up, hold up. And then we said, and I, you know, I'm very, um, I talk like to the crowd like I'm talking now. And I go, hold up, guys. Sorry, I couldn't remember the um, the, the lyrics to my song. Oh, I'm going to try another one. Then we sort of pressed the second song. And then I was like, oh, shit, I can't remember the name. So I went through about seven, eight songs, and I couldn't remember the beginning words to none of the words. And I said, guys, um, bear with me And they were like Alright bro It's all good bro Don't worry about it man. Yeah. We, we got you bro And I was like Okay hold up Hold up And then I, and then it took me You know maybe three minutes To remember the The first words Of the first song And then started again And then I was off What yeah. did you put that to Like when you thought about it When you, when you reflected On that moment what, what did you put it down to It was not Practicing enough yeah. It's like this type of thing Where If you're an MC You have to practice uh, You know I, I'm good enough To jump up on a stage And just rock it now If we had to go broke Sing your song Sweet uh, But just sometimes When you leave it For a little bit too long And you haven't performed Those particular songs You can forget them But you know That's just How it is Because remember it was Like with raps You've got th- Hundreds of words In one song But you know It's like it's You just become good at it mm. And I've, and I've become good at rapping. I've always wondered that, like, you know, because, like, they say, like, Jay-Z, when he writes, he doesn't, mm, mm. he doesn't write anything down, eh? Everything's mm. just coming off the, like, top of his head, and so he's probably got, how many songs do you reckon that you've got um, a total, like, in, all up, setting up there, plus ones that you haven't oh. even? Probably around, maybe 50? Yeah. 50 songs that's in my repertoire that I can... That I can sing But also I can freestyle So I can make things up Straight on the spot yeah. You put on a beat I'm good Doesn't matter if it's Drum and bass It could, doesn't matter uh, Like for me As just we're, If we're talking about lyrics And being a lyricist And being a vocalist I'm a vocalist mm. Like you can put on any beat You can put on a rock record You can put on a, a, a Symphony orchestra Orchestra type record You can put in Any type of genre of music And I'm comfortable I'm going to try and rip that, that That track to shreds You know There's only some There's only a few people That can do it well You've always talked about um, loving the battle rap. Wow. I love battle rappers. Are you still going? What's the scene like here in Auckland? Yeah, it's I mean, it's huge. I mean, I've been out of that battle rap scene for a while, and and, and it's been it's been growing for the last five years. It's huge. Um, there are things that I do like about it, but there's also things I don't like about it. Uh, you know, there's a format that you do three raps. 
uh, three verses for, you know, you've got up to, I think, like four or five minutes to spit those verses. That's cool. But then I've also seen uh, rappers that battle rap, they can't rock a stage. You can't rock a gig. So if I gave you a, a, a mic for an hour, could you rock that, that stage for an hour? And I've seen other, you know, they, they can't. But I've also seen some really good battle rappers that are artists as well, and they can rock, you know, rock a crowd. And the thing that I say is that because I'm an MC, and if you if you if you broke up the MC into a you know pieces of pie, there's twelve pieces of pie, uh, and there's uh, crowd rocking, crowd control, uh, freestyle, there's uh, lyrical skill, there's also uh, you know there's there's different pieces of the pie. And battle rap is only two pieces of those pie. But what happens for another MC that only knows the two pieces and haven't, hasn't tasted the rest of the pie? You're not a full MC. You know? that's And that's the difference. Because battle rap is just one, um, one, one aspect yeah. of, of rap. But there's other, you know, there's another 11 pieces of the pie that I've, I've sort of mastered the other 11 and just become a good MC. And I've, I've, I can rock all of the pieces of pie, and I'm, you know, a bit greedy like that because I'm, <laughs> I like pie. <laughs> I mean, the whole pie was You know, battle them scene like that. That wasn't really something. Um, is that just a more of a recent thing, or just it's been around for ages? Yeah. Also, like I've been rapping for, I've been rapping for thirty three years. Yeah, thirty three years. Yeah. So um, there was battle rap thirty three years ago when I first started. And there's battle rap now. Yeah. There's just different forms of it all. Yes. Oh, that's what, what I was mean. just referring, like different forms of yeah, it. Yeah, like there's different thing. forms. Um, I'm going to start up my own new show. I've got I've got multiple <laughs> new ideas for shows. Uh, boxing show, um, you know, another sort of comic sneaker show, uh, a hip-hop lives here, you know, like a hip-hop show. Um, and then also my other also has got a, a Christian show. Um, but he's my also, so he's my also, so say, Sola, you go, but, but he's going to be on our network. Um, my wife's got a, a, a show as well. She's a, a television producer slash, slash uh, award winning, uh, you know, songwriter. She was the first, first female of, um, of, of hip hop. She's yep. the first female yep. rapper in the country, Tedmoana Rapley. Yes. She has her own show. She was a present, TV presenter for 10, 15 years. She's, she just like, she can do it with her eyes closed. <laughs> and I go, where do you go, babe? Yeah. Um, so there's five shows that we produce at the moment. Uh, we have a, the potential of another five. Like I could do, I could start those five tomorrow if I had to. Um, but also I'm still, it's just me and my son. Like my son is the production guy. He's just pressing the buttons and, you know, and, 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 and I've got five shows that they roll around so quickly. That now I've learned the process of making sure that now I've got guests on caps chats all the way till December, and then I've got you know new and also I'm showcasing brand new DJs. So I've got my other mates that are DJing, so um, they'll come and do. I've done the last four months, but I'm showcasing for an hour and a half other DJs. So I've got like another ten DJs that I'm showcasing on the Carpisi Clan Fridays. So they'll be you know they're already Carpisi Clan uh, already. Mm-hmm. But they're dope DJs, so I'm going to get them on. Uh, we had about eleven thousand views of of our last DJ that was that was watching on Friday night, which was great. So I go okay, but we're building, and I'm trying to build a community of of, of cool cats that want to do cool things. And um, so you know, um, then I've all I've got to do is just line up uh, hoops and life uh, guests for the until December, and then you know, because when you think of it, we've only been going for four months. Yeah, four months. And my aim for Hoops and Life is ESPN. 
So we're getting closer and closer and closer to that, you know. And and like I said, um, I'm not afraid to to to. I know someone's going to watch it because I already know that there are brands that are watching. I already know because I've told them, you know, and I know they're like, oh, Caps is really interesting. You know, just wait up. But everyone is, you know, their budgets have gone, you know, out the door. But that's not a bad thing. But when it when it rolls around to the new year, you already know what I'm doing. You already know how many engagements I've already had. And you know, I'm a, uh, I do a bit of presenting on the project for you know, uh, as the you know on the project as well. I've done some uh, so stints on um, what's that radio station called? Um, Flavor did a you know did a week on there. But I'm I'm building my brands. King Capisi is all good, but I'm still growing. Mr. Majesty, Hoops and Life, Caps Chats, and you know, Hip Hop Lives Here will be the new hip hop show. But I've got some dope ideas where battles, but I'm going to have multiple, not just rap battles, but all types of battles. And, um, you know, it's, and, and I think that I'm, I'm potentially, I, uh, yeah, I could be one of the only guys that could put it off. Do, so, do, do all, does all your content come under one umbrella, one name? Or is it all separate? All separate no, it's, it's all of, we're, we're sort of called Hefty Agency at the moment. Um, that's me and my wife's sort of company, Hefty Agency. Uh, but we have our own company, but, um, just remembering too, boys, this is a process. Uh, first time I've ever done it. First time I've, you know, I've made my own TV shows. Like, you know, I think they're TV shows. They are really sort of yeah, breaking yeah. down. And remember I started at three hours, then two hours, then one hour. So I've, I've, I've had to go through and make my own mistakes, um, look at the camera and go, oh, man, that was ugly, <laughs> and then rechange that. And yeah. But try and refine, refine every week. Uh, we've got a small uh, team of... of um, Ticks that I, I ask a question, so there's like we've got about five ticks. Also, my son is a, a brand new tick, you know, he's just learning. Uh, we've got um, four other guys on a chat, so I can ask the question. So, sorry, um, I've got a I'm gonna start my own, um, you know, sort of live stream on uh, the gaming world. So, I got a PlayStation from PlayStation 3, you know, got a hookup from NBA 2K, got a, a hookup, you know, for the Star Wars game too. So, those are the things that I'm into. But I'm so busy that I go brand wise, because we're talking about brands, uh, we're all brands. You know, I, brand wise, a couple of the brands can do with a bit of a push or, um, you know, assistance or brand association from NBA 2K or PlayStation. That's some dope shit, you know what I mean? I know. I'm used to that because I've been sponsored by Xbox and PlayStation over there. So I'm Masangi today. I'm used to that. But then I keep on forgetting. So, like, oh, that's right. True. It's not normal. Yeah. It's normal for me. Yeah. That I can call CEOs of, of you know, of different, you know, corporate uh, companies. And, um, but not everyone can. But that is the strength of King PC, the brand. Mm. And so, you know, I, I, okay. And my name is Bill O'Reilly. King PC as well, Mr. Majesty. But at sometimes I, I think to myself, man, King PC. Go and do some work, you know. <laughs> let that brand go out and do some work, you know. Yeah. But it's me, but but I understand what my worth is 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 as a brand because it's a twenty five year old brand. Uh, it's 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 done good, uh, you know. We've won awards. We've done good. Them, it's established yeah. tools. Yeah. And the crazy thing is too is that someone in their office of any corporate knows who I am. Maybe the CEO, but there's going to be someone in their marketing team, someone who all grew up on my music or something, you know what I mean? Oh, I've seen you at the festival, or, you know, and we've been able to, how many other islanders have had a clothing label that went into farmers? So, you know what I mean? So my clothing label, I've, I've, I did a L'Oreal fashion show. I did an New Zealand fashion show. How many fob 
like labels, do you know that have gone done the two of the biggest, you know, fashion show in the Palangi world? And that's me. And that's facts. And so how did that come about, bro? If you want to like, just elaborate on that. Was that, like how you said, not being scared, just go straight up to these people? Or did they approach you? Or um, What I did was I started designing just one of my also. So I said, bro, name's uh, Kennedy Pointer. And he was doing, he had his own clothing label called Pointer. Uh, clothing and I was like okay cool well you already know how to make designs so when it ran to this house we designed maybe 10 designs just on you know on the computer is that the overstayer brand yeah the overstayer brand this is before it even started and then we we put them on a piece of paper you know like you have the outline of a t-shirt put 10 outlines of a t-shirt on a piece of paper put those graphics 10 graphics that we made into it so it looks like a t-shirt it was quite quite ugly actually mm. Then I walked in with a piece of paper and a and a Savage Thought CD, and then I walked out with a huge order. And I was going, oh, my gosh, how am I going to fill this? I didn't even know how I'm going to fill this. Rang this other dude. He was a preferred supplier to farmers, and he became my sponsor for that because it was tens of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, <laughs> which I didn't have. And he was the, you know, the main sponsor for for that for that, you know, brand. So we were able to go into over, I think, like 22 stores. And um, it was in um, Farmers for three seasons, for three years. So, you know, I've, I've, I've got my, I've had my own sneaker. I've, I've made jeans, shorts, t-shirts, hoodies, singlets, whatever, hats, caps, you know, beanies. All I didn't make was undies and socks. <laughs> But you know, I'm, you I'm make good Christmas presents. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, it was the, the the crazy thing is that I I had a screen printing uh, business, and until about last, a year and a half ago, so I know how to screen print. And um, it's been blowing up lately. Yeah, screen printing with a lot of PIs doing their own brands. It's really interesting, and and this is a big warning that I have to anyone out there doing a brand. It's not easy. You know what I mean? There's a lot of work because I've gone and done all that work and go, oh my gosh, if I didn't have these other guys to back me up, it's just going to stay on, on on social media. And just because everyone else is doing it, just like a podcast, doesn't mean it's going to work. You know what I mean? There's other things that you have to do to market that brand um, because everyone, like, you know, I can make up a design. Anyone, you can make up a design, cool. Go get a t-shirt, find a person to screen print it. But just having a t-shirt doesn't make it a clothing brand. You know what I mean? You've got to have a different range. You've got to have, okay, you know, 10 ranges of something, of, of a T-shirt or 10, uh, you know, different uh, designs. And then, you know, just having a T-shirt range is not a clothing label. You know, and just having T-shirts and hoodies is not a clothing label. It's the beginning of a clothing yeah. label, yeah. but it's not quite there. You've got to make some shorts and some jeans and some other things to be a whole fully clothed, you know, you know, that's just me being honest. Yeah. But it is difficult. It's not impossible, because I'll never say anything's impossible, but it's difficult. It's a lot of work. How did you get to do your own sneaker? Because that's a hard one. That's the, for, the, for people doing the screen printing, trying to get a clothing brand out. Yeah. I've always heard that you know doing a shoe is the dream, but no one knows how to do it. Um, what was weird, that when I was younger, that my dad worked at a, a sneaker uh, factory. Oh, okay. you know, he made shoes. So like when I see shoes, I go, oh, that, I know how that's made, because I saw my dad, and I... You know, I gave him a hand a couple of times, like yeah. gluing the thing, and, oh, you know. Yeah. So I know how sneakers are made. Um, but also, um, Kennedy Pointer, who was the, the bro, he had the pointer range, he was he had a, a, a sneaker, uh, you know, a sneaker company, oh, okay. Pointer Shoes. 
And so we were able to do work with him to be able to bring up my Kinkapisi Kinkapshu. Yeah. You know, with our, um, the platforms we have, mm. um, you've, you've touched on wanting to be the first Polynesian ESPN, which is really I cool, man. Yeah, man. I spoke to the podcast I had, um, Johnson, and we spoke about yes. um, American sports, mm. and we spoke about um, the shows, the sports shows over there, and mm. how different they are to our New Zealand sports shows, yes. our rugby yes. shows and stuff. Mm. To If you compare both, we're like so soft, you know, comparing the styles. Like in, you know what I mean? Like in, like if you watch first take, Stephen A. Smith is like ripping, mm. ripping one of the players. Yeah. And to the point where over here it would be like, man, you can't say that because well, it's like a, you know, you know what I mean? Well, those guys that you know that he's got enough status to be able to stay there, say that. Mm. And you know, the other thing too is, I think with 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 anything you say, you better be ready to back it up. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And I think what what appeals to me and I and the network and podcasting mm, is that mm. as a platform you can say anything you want like that's what what got us into it in the first place like I'm, a, I'm a, hearing I'm, it I'm a true believer in though um, we can't we can't just say what you want because words has power words has effect mm. and just because we can talk about a person but we don't know them then that means we're just talking second hand smoke and if that's the issue that I have if you know no sweet but you know what I mean? Because we can talk on anyone. We can talk about, you know, whoever. But then if you don't know them, you're just talking about your opinion. Opinions aren't bad. And, you know, of course, everyone's going to hear it. But some people go out to have that beef. That's their, That's all they do. And, man, I'm going to start some beef. And then their brand becomes a brand starting on beef. You know what I mean? And everyone's just looking for that smoke. And I go, that's cool. But wait till you meet the person who you're talking about in a in a car park or in a real situation. And then, you know, they go, oh, hey, I hear you're talking shit about me. And that's the issue that I have with some radio announcers. And this is just me being honest. Cats who really don't do guy mores other than talk on the radio, yeah. but then talk on other people. I've had this situation where this come out and I'm like, dude, you had my number. You could have just rang me and asked, asked me and talked to me yeah. instead of talking shit. But that's the that's the the life or or what people in the media do. They have to have something to talk about, you know what I mean? Mm. And I understand it because I'm in the business, but I always try now, I go, man, if I don't know the person, you know, I'm just going to say, hey, listen, this is my personal opinion. No one else is I'm not going to, you know, because our words affect people and there's so many keyboard warriors out there that, oh, if this, if that, man, whatever. But I go, man, are you like a, are you like a scholar? Are you are you qualified to be talking about this? You know what I mean? Have you been rapping for thirty years? If you ain't been rapping for thirty years or something, just something you know that you're good at. If you know what you're talking about, social media is a bitch, and you know what I mean. And she's a she's a she's a very very harsh harsh mistress. <laughs> yeah, and she can come back and and turn back and and, and get you real quick. Mm. You can see all the stuff that people have tweeted four, five, six years ago coming mm. back and, oh, this is what you said seven years ago. You know what I mean? And that's the, 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 the problem with, with social media. It's social media is good and social media is bad at the same time. Mm. It, you know, I do a lot, I use it a lot and I do it a lot, but I'm trying to build a brand to pay my bills, feed my family. It's, it's, um, you use it as a tool rather than. Yeah, for for what you need for your brand, though. Oh no, I, I I you know like I do need you know I need my power, I need a car, I need my you know my my my, my petrol paid, 
But that's what I'm looking for. You know, I don't know about other people, but, you know, if I need a car, I'm going to go out and ask Ford. I'm going to go out to a company, and they're like, oh, if I need some petrol, I'm going to go to Mobile. You know, hey, Mr. Account Manager, you know, what do you think? You know, and then if you plead in a, a good enough, uh, you know, case, they might go, oh, caps, sorry, you know, we'll, you know, yeah. But that's what you're trying to do as a brand. You know what I mean? I know the power of what a brand can do. And because my brand is out there, my brand is exactly the same as Vodafone, Spark. It's a brand. You know what I mean? When you look at it and you don't differentiate between is it a big brand or is it a small brand? It's a brand. So you know what I mean? Every brand is a brand. And that's what I figured out that, oh, my brand's got clout. And I'm all good with that. And I'm going to go, surely, hey, Mr. Kapisi, I'm telling myself, you know, <laughs> go out and do some work. But then now I've got other brands, whoosh, Mr. Majesty, you go out and do some work for the reggae world because I'm a reggae head, so I love reggae. But then Hip Hop Lives Here show, whoosh, go and do something, go serve the hip hop community. You know, Caps Chats, whoosh, go and help the well-being, you know, and, and the mental health community because I give a damn about all of them. And, you know, Hoops Alive, whoosh, I'm already in the basketball community, but I'm trying to unify basketball and I have no other agenda. Than just making putting that that basketball into that kid's hand, and going, hey, listen, I've been playing hoops since I was eight, man. I've been you know hooping for thirty five years plus, and if if it stopped me from doing stupid shit, then obviously it's going to stop someone else. So music and and hip hop, uh, uh, rap music, and also my family. So I was really lucky. I had three really cool things that I dug. And I go, man, if one kid just can just find anything that they love and love for the rest of their life, that's them. They're good. And that's what I'm trying to see what we can do. If we can um, show people about being passionate and also can I be, as just Bill O'Reilly, be inspirational to be able to make people think outside of the box and think, man, Samoans can do this. Man, we can do anything. Uh no man, that's like um, just going back, like what you said, um, how um, how he said you can say whatever you want, but like like what you said, it's it's saying it in context or just making sure that what you say, you it doesn't really give you a free pass to just start just shitting on people and that kind of stuff. Eh? You know what I mean? It's just making sure that when you talk when you talk it's in the right context or just talking not not personally trying to. Like, you know, the number one Mr. Beef getter is Joe Budden, bro. You know, that guy when he, <laughs> oh, his oops. podcast is amazing. Oh, guy. so you guys will watch that too. Yeah, I man, Joe Budden is. Hey, but you know who? What, what I think that was amazing, the thing that I really learned this week, Charlemagne de God. Yeah, yeah. Consistency, you've done 80 shows, I've done four months of shows. The other thing that I really loved about him, I didn't know that he was part owner of uh, Drink Champs. And I didn't also know that he was part owner of 685 Show. So he went and invested in, in those two incredible podcasts, and I go, damn, Charlemagne de God, onto a dude. But plus, he was, you know, he's already part of the Breakfast Club. So that's three major brands in the in 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 the podcast world that he's part of. Yeah. But that's like, you know, it's interesting to listen to Joe Budden what they're talking about yeah. about ownership. I've had the opportunity to go work for some other cats. So I said, yeah, but do I own it? They were like, nah. I was like, oh. No, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Because it's, it's um, what's it? Um, you keep saying um, prop, prop, um, intellectual property. Eh? Is that that was the main? That's the main thing that he has. You know, because it's funny when you hear about all these other guys talk about all these other companies coming in early and trying to take him, and they were they kept holding on to to that part, knowing that eventually that if, 
when it came to the big dogs with Spotify and um, iHeartRadio were going to come around, their product, they they own their product and, you know, they put it out there. And um, The first thing that happened to me when I was a young, as a young artist, man, I signed my life away. And I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, I honestly didn't know. Here, sign your life away. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Hey, man, I'm just really happy to be signed to a record label. And a stupid thing that I, I, I remember not asking. I said, is that a good deal? And she goes, oh, that's that's pretty average. Where I should have, she should have been like, nah, it's incredible. Ugh. And then at, when she said, oh, it's 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 a you know it's, it's mediocre, it's you know it's pretty good. I should have gone, no, that's not acceptable. But I didn't know. Hmm. So then I got signed into a, a three year deal. But with that three year deal, um, I learned the business the hard way. And uh, going to recording uh, sessions and not turning up to them and didn't know that I, I was paying for them anyhow. Uh, going to lunches with heaps of people and finding out that I was paying for it anyhow. Just real, you know, costs of, it's the music biz. Mm. And as a young Samoan uh, rapper, artist, f- you know, fresh out the box, I didn't know Guy Moore's. But over the years and the next two first album, okay, go through the whole process of writing, you know, a whole album by yourself and then going through the, the writing the second album, producing most of it myself, where, you know, and um, I sort of got along the way, I got a bit depressed. Not depressed, not like depressed, depressed, because I know some people that are depressed, depressed, and I'm like, sorry, I'm not even depressed. But what I mean is that I was on the level that I, 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 um, I, I, I got sad. You know what I mean? Not to, yeah, so, just down. Like, just down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But the, you got to remember is that writing songs, unless you're in a whole group, it's a solo effort. So, you know, you're crit- critiquing yourself. You go, okay, cool. You know what I mean? You're making, because I'm because I'm making the beats as well. Is it a good beat? Is it a good, is it a good bass line? Um, because I sing, and I sing all the singing bits, man, am I singing flat, you know, and then, so you've, you're taking on the, on, on, on the role of five, six different people just by yourself, and you, and you go, hmm, is it good? Oh, man, man, the last screen for old plantation was dope, man, this one better stand up, but you have to get over yourself and, you know, and release it, so you release it, and you go, yay, the third album's coming up, and you go, oh, I don't want to do this. So, you, you know, you're already battling yourself on your third album. You drop the third album, heaps of other stuff happens within the media or something like that or with a record company, all this type of stuff, and it doesn't go how you want to. But now, left those guys, independent, I can, I can make my own decisions. And also I can make my own decisions with my own brands. So I understand that I'm trying to create a channel. Like in my brain, a lot of people don't understand. So what are you trying to do? I said, well, if I get up to 10 shows... Then that's a channel, and I'm waiting for some some corporate to go. Man, you're, what you're doing is amazing, and I said, "Damn right, I've been waiting for you." <laughs> <laughs> but that's my foresight. I, I I can look to the future. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm I'm building. I'm trying to, and I'm trying to find team that go caps. Sully, what you're doing is amazing. I believe I already know what I'm doing is good, but I need some other cats to go. Man. My mind, marketing-wise, goes worldwide straight away. Mm. Um, I did some work for a, a sports brand, second biggest sports brand in the world. I traveled over to Amsterdam and did some work with them. And, um, yeah, so if I've worked with the second biggest you know, brand in the world, sports brand, then that's where my brain goes to when I'm thinking about marketing. I love stuff here and I do do stuff here, but there was a whole decade where I didn't even focus on New Zealand. 
I was rocking other countries mm. and trying to build my brand outside of New Zealand. That's and cool, I, man, that mentality that you have yeah. now. Like, it's not restricted to, you know, like, like as an artist, not restricted to just performing at the pub or something. Like, you know, when you made it big, your first focus, like, your mind goes, like this worldwide now, you know, that's... Well, if you look at the that, platforms we're on, they're, they're, it's already worldwide. Well, yeah, like, honestly, what freaked me out on, on, on Friday, the Friday night show, you know, we had 11,000 followers, there was people coming in, we're from Italy, we're from Finland. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, I was like, there was that thing, don't lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was that same thing. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and then uh, it was like from all over the world. And I was like, wow. And then I asked my son, I said, son, what happened there? And he goes, oh, he goes, dad, this this one person, and he, I looked at their, their, their page, they got like a million followers, and they shared it. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. But it's, you know, they might not share it next week. Hmm. So, you know, you never know. It's like, yay, taboo, yay, boo. But it's about being consistent. And also, for me, it's about repeat business. See if we can be good enough where they'll invite us back again. Hmm. Go and rock that show, rock that crowd as hard as you can. And then, so they, man, you know, they go, man, we'll have you back in six months. I'll be back. You know, with your, your social media shows and stuff, hmm. I know it's not. I'll just, just remember, too, we're on. Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitch, we're on Periscope, and then sometimes we go to uh, YouTube. What's Periscope? Periscope is just another one. Also, it's like you know one of those other, you know, sure. things to stream. I've heard about it, but I haven't really look, haven't looked at it. Yeah, I think for me is like it, it's it's even though you know you've got to be on that platform for me. Oh, okay. I go well. Okay, cool. It's another platform to rock. Okay, how many um you know uh, different platforms can we rock on? And then I try and rock all of those. But also I've broken Caps Chats up as a brand on Instagram and Facebook. Then I've got Hoops and Life, its own Instagram and Facebook. So you know what I mean? So I'm breaking up those brands. It's a bit more difficult because everyone knows those brands through Cap, through King Capisi. Mm. But at some stage I want to break off and just have them being their own sort of, you know, vehicle. Well, because that's what we have here under our, um, our network. Mm. So we've got a... Um, We've got a few as well. We've got a, how many we've got in total? Like 11 or 12 as well? 13. 13. We've got 13 shows. Yeah. yeah 13. How do you have 13, 13 shows? shows? I'll show you. We just get a, a lot of friends and like uh, friends and family. All rock from here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like, you know how you're talking about the like, Caps one, Caps Talks? Yes. That was like this one. So 135 yes. is the original one. Okay. And me and this guy got talking this just before COVID, just before COVID yes. as well. And we're like, man, we need to do, uh, you know, do this, do that. Yeah. So um, here's all our shows. Bad. It's all our But you know what the other thing too is also, is that what I or what I really, really dig about what you guys are doing is that you've already gone and made the network. Uh you've gone for these all these other shows to to be rocking, they've all gotta go, I believe. Yeah, that's it. And that's Oops, the thing man. that you've got to that, You've got that's a, the thing. a winning formula when all of these people, all of these shows have gone, I believe. Yeah. It's so hard. It's really, really difficult. That, that, that was the one thing we were kind of, like I said to him, you reckon these people want to? Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like, um, it's funny when we, when we used to get guests in, they're like, oh, what do I have to do? What do, I have to do? Man, I don't know what happens that we were talking about, but when you put a mic in front of someone's face, oh, yeah. boy, you said, what changes, guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, especially in front of Samoans as well. Yeah. So we, and, and that's what I've noticed. And then I think people were listening to ours and they, they, um, some of them started coming to us like, man, can we pay, be a part of the network as well? Mm-hmm. So we've, like you're talking about, um, 
consistency too, and that's what we're trying to find, like trying to get the balance right. We, this is the flagship. We've got one that we know that you'd love, man. Is our um, late returns um, film review. Mm. So we just done Into the Dragon on the weekend. Yo. Like, honestly, <laughs> yo, Bruce Lee, bro. Oh man. yo, yeah. Now the um the Into the Dragon, the Bruce Lee and Jim. Jim oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they come up with that with the, yeah, the with hand the, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Han, Mr. Handman. Yo, yeah, on the mirrors, yeah. on the mirrors at yeah, the end. That's oh, okay, it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have the press on that? I did actually. I did. That was one of the lines we had. Like yo. every time more, we knew because oh, we were a bit young, so our older brothers would have yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. So that's your kupulanga. Yes. Our cousins would have the poster. I had, that or a Bob Money that and a Bob Money poster. I didn't have the Bob Money, but I had the that one. And he had the the the, 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 the mark on his head in the mirrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, it was not, yeah. yeah, okay, cool. That's dope. Mm. So we review. We try to review the movies we grew up with mm. in the past each mm. episode. But that that's been fun. All the guys that come on, man, that they love it. Eh? Oh, the thing is that what you guys have is a community, a small community. You know what I mean? And that's what's dope because uh, when it's hard to to create a community, you know. And that's what I, you know. Me, you guys have done it and so you know Maroa, it's a mission and also a, a b- bunch of people who want to move in the in the same direction mm. like I said was, I'm trying to find people that are, are looking at Amsterdam you know and, and the second biggest you know um, uh, sports brand in the world that's what I'm looking for but also like I said was, it's just it's just working you know what I mean yes well I'm we're just doing dope shit that we like mm. we're lucky yeah we can sit here have a you know and then you know um but we're building that's the thing that I like. And, you know, and for meals, I love coming here. And we've all got all types of different, you know, cameras, different types of microphones, how we do it. But you're doing it. You know what I mean? That's what I love. I go, hey, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, man, I felt that energy as soon as you walked through, man. And then, like, when you said, man, this is awesome stuff. And I'm like, man, can God please you say now studio's awesome, man? <laughs> but it's dope because other people, other people have studios but don't do it. You know what I mean? Let's talk about it. But you guys have done it. And when you told me 80 shows, I said, surely 80 shows? That's amazing. And then now looking at your networking, you've got like another 10, 11 people that come in and do it. First of all, you've got to have the space so they can do it. And then you've got to go, okay, sorry, timetable, roster. You know what I mean? But also it's hard for people to be consistent who are not in the business to turn up consistently. Oh, man, I started. Like halfway through my shows, I've had enough now. My wife was like, you started that shit. You better keep on coming. He's like, oh. But, you know, when you're doing five shows a week, man, you don't have a rest. Like, you know what I mean? you got no Saturday, so I've got one Saturday night off, okay? And then what I go and do is just light a afi outside and, cook, you know, cook some saucisis on the, on, on, on the afi outside. And that's my buzz, cook some marshmallows. And that's, that's what I do to chill. But then my, my only other night is that I don't have a show is Monday. So I've only got Monday and... And, you know, but I've got to do all my rest of the work uh, before I do the shows because as soon as six or seven rolls around, I'm into work. But I've got heaps of other work that I'm doing as well that I'm trying to finish off as well. But I bet you the work that you're doing, it's your passion. So it's like you're not working. Is that right? Mm, sort of <laughs> not. Um, it's what I like and it's what I love, but it's become a job. Yeah. I think that's the other thing too for me also is that like I said, you know, like when, when I go and sit down in front of my studio, I go, it's not me and it's like, yeah, man, let's make a track tonight, you know. I'm like, yeah. you know. 
But that's how I am with my studio and my own music. Because, like, oops, I've got Mr. Majesty tracks that are banging, reggae tracks banging, and videos. Hello. Didn't finish them. You know what I mean? So, because I'm, I'm, I've, I went in, you know, and I've got King Kapisi, Hip Hop Lives Here, old album that I didn't release. Then my wife's got her album. And then my son's got his album. Then I've got new reggae tracks, or new hip hop tracks to go. So I've got like, oh, heaps of tracks. You know, on top of that 50 tracks that I had that I can <laughs> spin rhymes on. I've got, um, a lot. And also I'm trying to assist other artists as well. And, you know, for me, I'm trying to assist other people. I'm trying to help them grow their brands. I'm like, surely, do that, do that, do that. You know what I mean? Hey, sis, do that, do that, do that. And then I'm also trying to sosuangi to other people so they can get there and, and be, I don't know it's about being successful, but just being, you know, being memorable. Mm. You know, and the way that I keep on saying it also is, are we creating history? Mate, I'm creating history. I don't know about everyone else, but. That's what I'm doing, man. That's a that's a that's a mean mindset, man. Like it's it's no way no way else to do it. Also, because we might all keep tomorrow. This this COVID, this Corona, we we could have walked out of our house and still we might pass away. And that's the thing that I think with with most of us that we're like, man, we're gonna live forever. Man, Corona's just brought life right here. It's it's finite. So while you've got your your time to work, try and go out there and kill it. But also. Can you? Can we go out and try and be the, the dopest? You know what I mean? Instead of like, sorry, I'm just going to be good. Fuck that. I'm going to be the dopest <laughs> yeah. or try or keep on trying. Because, you know, it's like, um, I'm, you know, when it comes to this, this rapping stuff, I'm competitive. Oh, yeah? Oh, let's go. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's how I am. Is, is that a natural trait in you? Have you always been? Because that's probably, probably what's helped you along the way. Because you've always, like, have you got that competitiveness in you? Not really. Not really, but rap music. But yes. when it comes to rap, when it comes when to it's... rapping, yes. oh yeah, you know, like I'm competitive. Like, what, territorial. Or... Well, you know what I mean. It's like it's basically it's that bravado stuff. You know mm. what I mean? How good are you? Yeah. And that's the one thing that I think that is beautiful about hip hop. It asks you that consistent question: uh, How good are you? And you have to answer it every single day. I'm this good. I'm not too good today, man. I'm, you know what I mean? So it answers you that consistent question over a lifetime. And if you're if you're if you're really good, and then you fall off, then you know, well, okay, I'm not that good. But then you got to practice again. You know what I mean? So you got to keep on practicing for the the art, art forms or the elements of hip hop. So I started breaking when I was like uh, b-boying when I was like eight, and that's what got me into it. I'm a drummer, loved the beats, started writing rhymes when I was third form, you know, and and I've been writing rhymes for 33 years plus. So I'm still writing rhymes, and you know, but I'm competitive. I need someone to tell me, "Caps, you're whack." I'm like, oh, yeah? Uh, right, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, but that's one of the problems is when someone said, bro, too many people like you, man. In fact, you're too, you, you, know, you, you know, I'm like, man, I need someone to tell me I'm whack. Like, honestly, yeah. I'm competitive. They're like, oh, yeah? And, you know, but that's what I need. That's the type of fuel that I need. Yeah. So, so does it come out again on the basketball court when you're playing ball? Um, just depends on how fit I am, also, you know what I mean? But I'm, <laughs> but I'm, I'm always competitive on the court, you know, and – um, you know, at my age, you know, like I, you know, if I start training now in about maybe three, maybe three months, two months, I'll be dunking again. Yeah. So, you know, but I love basketball. Like, oh, I yeah, love man, man. I've this, seen your stories, and you're yeah. always, I've seen some of your stories at the Victoria Park. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The courts there. Just, There's sorry, a nice courts there, man. It's, it's nice courts, but no bloody lights. Yeah, that's it. it was, I've, I've been there, I've, like, I go there quite a bit at night. Um, and then, like when we play there, 
I just because I love you know, there's nothing like the sound, man. Like yeah, you know, when you oh, when that goes through that oh, swish, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's just man, because we we love ball. We that is that is our yeah, that's awesome. our game, bro. Yeah. Oh, okay, so uh, who's your team for for the NBA finals? Um, who's I, your team? Who's your team overall? I'm, I'm a Knicks guy. Yeah, my man. Yo, Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing. Yeah, I'm a. I came in just Johnson. Just, just after, yeah, just well, like I was the Larry Johnson. I mean the Patrick Ewing, but growing up I was Michael Jordan. So I was Michael Jordan, but you know, if you retired, I thought, man, the Knicks are. I'm more. I feel like a New York kind of guy, man. So that was it. So since then, so since '99, I've been with the, you know, been on the Knicks train, man. So how about you? This is my article I wrote for our website. Yo. I hate, like, honestly, I hated Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know that I hated, I, I hated Michael yeah, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, me because neither. you were a Ewing guy? Oh. Nah, the reason why, I was a, I was a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar guy. Because oh, okay. I'm like, I'm a big. And then after Kareem Abdul uh, was like, Worthy, Worthy was always dope. Because I was like, you know, I'm a tall dude and I always play center. And Magic, I wasn't a, a guard. So I was like, oh, well, I can't pick him. And then after, uh, you know, uh, those guys, then I went to Shaq. Oh no, sorry, to Patrick Ewing, then when Patrick Ewing, then Shaq. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, I'm a centre. So yeah, I play yeah. centre, even though I'm a power forward now. But when I was younger, I always had to play centre. In the 90s, I was a big uh, Indiana Pacers fan because I love Reggie mm, Miller. Mm, he's he's, he's, he's my favourite. You, yeah, you cannot deny Reggie Miller. And those battles of the Knicks. Oh, you know, oh, you know who I, but you know who I love the for mm, the next John mm. Starks. Yeah, man, John Starks. I love John Starks. Man, me too. But he wasn't good enough. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was like he was a, he was a rocks and diamonds kind of guy. <laughs> oh, like he was hot, hot, cold, and hot, then the, cold. There was that last game. I think that game seven where he went over for seventeen against Houston. Oh, yeah. oh, Still is some. Yeah, know, I was like, that's what I mean. Like I say, John Starks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he could have won us the championship. Yeah. But then, what about you know when Patrick is just. Did the layup and it, and I was like I mean, in and out in yeah. and out also and I was because that was my team yeah but the other reason why it was my team is that because Shafu DLT uh, and DJ Severe that was was their guy Jordan oh. so you know back to the in the day I was like I ain't gonna pick that guy <laughs> so I'm gonna well, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go pick uh, New York because that's where hip hop's from mm. so yeah. I just pick, pick you know pick New York. So, you know, I've been to New York a couple of times, haven't gone to a Knicks game because oh, okay. every time they had women's NBA on. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. You're not so, going to watch the Liberty? Nah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I should have yeah. looking at it in, in, in hindsight. hindsight yeah. But then, you know, it's been a while since I've been back there. But I've been there a couple of times, but I've gone to three NBA games in, in LA. So, you know, so that was pretty awesome. So who, so who did you watch? Um, so I watched the Lakers play uh, the Clippers, then Clippers. Uh, so then the Clippers play Celtics when uh, Garnett, and that was still in. Cause oh, so the big, the big three yeah, were there, Ray Allen yeah. and... Um, no, Ray Allen has just left, I think. Oh, okay. So Shaq was, had just left one year okay. before. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, man, yeah. I wanted to watch Shaq. So Paul Pierce would have still been there yeah, and yeah, Roger yeah, Rondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, then Phoenix play the Lakers. Yeah. So you know, for me, it was still I got my thrills. Was got Kobe, my thrills. Kobe playing those Lakers? Yeah, um, nah, I don't think. I think he was sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, and you know, just just even going to you know, just that's our dream. Mm. That's our dream. Cut out, man. And then even though I went to three games in the same place, it was still cool because I was I was able to just just you know just soak it in, you know, and being a. Being a big basketball fan, I was like, man, this is the mecca. But really, you know, I feel that Boston is the mecca and also the, the garden is the no, mecca. I, th- so I think I'm, the, the, the garden, the MSG has always yeah. been referred to as the, 
Because that's why those guys always, LeBron and yeah. Kobe and Mike, like when they say yeah. they have their big games yeah. there, man. I think the last guy to really have a big game was, I think we had Steph Curry for about 56 or something on a seat. Yeah, they Crazy, crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, boys, I know that you guys, like, I can hear just talking to you guys know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's this is awesome. I mean, I, I don't meet many other Samhorns that, that love, love basketball. Oh, man. Oh, we man. just love it. We just, we, we took, um, so this guy was over in Samhorn. He came mm. back mm. and we took, um, we took the, the first day of the season mm. off. We had a barbecue and like in, in beers, oh. you know, and we were, and we were talking like uh, when the finals roll around, Yo. game one and two, going to do exactly the same Yo. thing. We'll take the, take the day off, come have a barbecue, a couple of beers. Oh, oh you're, you're more than welcome to oh, pop around, us, man. The, the problem with me is also is that once I start drinking, <laughs> you know, then in after five freestyle. <laughs> hey, <I was> like, <laughs> can someone shut that guy up, man? I'm like, oh man, it's like uh, one thing that was really cool today is that you know there's a couple of hoopers down there who quarters we're down there shooting some hoops today and uh my co-host of my hoops and life show i didn't know he freestyled oh so we're like big benny is like he goes yeah i'm a rapper I was like, oh shit so we've been busting some freestyles put some instrumentals on and then our other also um uh seymour he's a, a dj and he started busting some rhymes so for me for three rappers of uh, three hoopers that rapped mm. and you know because uh, seymour's a dj as well and I was just like, that's what I'm talking about. We can hoop and we can practice our freestyles because at Hoop Quarters, they've got a big TV screen and they and they play the NBA. Oh. So like, and I was like, sorry, if I, you know, that's that's my dream. That's our dream. Like, sorry, we go there, Kodengi, shoot some hoops. They got those masingis that you can go shoot the hoops on. Oh, yeah, and, you know, those. And, and then, but you can go do some weights and then you can watch the basketball. I'm yeah. like, hi. This is like our this is like our heaven haven. It's awesome. Who where where is that? Where is that? Um, it's in uh, New Lynn. I think. Oh, okay. That's the one off on, on SDF. Yes. Yes. Well, we've been down there, eh? We went down and played some. Oh, I, I think it's changed now. But when we were there, like the back, the back area had the table tennis in there, and then they had the. Oh no no, that's a different place. That's a different oh, okay. place. That's. Uh, Ooh, I can't remember what that place is called, but nah, nah, it's a different place. It's, oh, okay. it's a, if you follow that place to the KFC and straight opposite, if you go in the same line there to the KFC and you go in a straight line, that's where the, the basketball court is, hoop quarters. Oh, but nice. it's noble. But yeah. for us, you can't sit and watch the NBA on a big, massive, like it must be, I don't know, 200 inch. Yeah. You know what I mean? You said, I was like, sorry, I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You know, I was like, I'm going to get stuck in this place. <laughs> At least your wife will know where to find you. Have you seen oh, um That's the only time where in the year where she knows all, everything goes out the door. Yeah. You know, are you going to do anywhere? Oh, no. The finals are on today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Finals are on bloody every day. Yeah. It's the semi finals. Yeah. yeah. You know? But as soon as that finishes, then I've got to go back to work. But. If it's basketball day, you know mm. that I'm sitting at home watching it. Well, what about the Clippers, man? What do you reckon? This year? Yeah. What happened? Yes, what happened there, man? Like, yes, um, but they all, I saw Stephen, Stephen A. Smith and, um, not Skip, Shannon. Mm. All of them just ripping, saying Ka- Kawhi choked. I, I, I think he had a good game. I reckon the other players choked. But poor, mm. poor George you know is the I mean? big, is the. So how many, because like, I, George. I watched the game, <laughs> but, you know, when the when the bro's going, I'm the goat. I was like, surely there's a big call yeah. calling yourself the, the goat, yeah. you know. And I go, you're awesome and you're really good, but I don't think you're the goat. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's Your just legacy a, doesn't. You haven't built enough of it. He hasn't built enough of a like, legacy. It's to, like 
Surely you're better than LeBron? Yeah. Really? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I honestly think that LeBron, if he keeps on going a couple of years, even though this championship might be a little bit, mm, not really sure, sure. I don't think they're going to win. I don't, I, I don't think they're going to win. You think the Nuggets are going to upset? I think I, either, if they just, they might just get past the Nuggets, yeah. but I think the Heat, either the Heat or Celtics can take them. They got, we, we've talked about it now. Um, we had a, we had an NBA preview. Yo. Man, I wish we knew that. Was, we were going to call you on for that was, too, man. I, I reckon that, the, the, cause I had, you know, like with the Heat, so the Heat's been dope, awesome. You know, Jimmy Butler, awesome. But if you have a look on the other side, so Jimmy Butler against LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Butler. Well, play that's, f- yep. that's two players, but there's no AD to, to, mm. to pick up for them. Mm. And I think the other, the, the role players of the Lakers, for me, well, they were losing without Rondo. Like you know, pretty shit. But when once Rondo came back, then that means Rondo. then that, then that means that uh, LeBron doesn't have to be the you know the yeah. one sole ball facilitator handler eh? facilitator. Yeah. So you you go oh solely. So he's playing off the ball. So cool. But now in the last two games, even today was not too bad. But he, he was like, you know, how they go mumba mumba. You know, Mamba was just going to kill everyone. Mm. And and the only one I can see Mamba consistently is LeBron yeah. in the last three or four games. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Two, the last two games, I think AD was there because I was like, Rah! I was like, yeah, yeah, come on in, you know. If you look at it at a matchup perspective, mm. you're right. That's it. Like, I think they that they've got each other more, out. yeah, they've got more firepower because like, you know, with Danny Green and when Casey Pope is on, um, they've just got more players that can fire, I think. Mm. That's just me personally. But like, honestly, I think that Rondo is the, is the game changer. Yeah. Because he played with AD for like three years at the mm. Pelicans. They, yes. they, they were good too, man, you know. When he's on, it's like he's yeah. looking, he's passing, he's facilitating. He's, he's the kind of baller that I love. Rondo, oh, the guys that he's a dog. He just, you know what I mean. He just loves basketball. He he he'd rather someone score before him. You know, it's mm. the it's making that beautiful pass or you know that that outlet pass. That's what I love about you know Rondo. Was we gonna have defense man as the oh today that was off the hook yeah. like you know we gotta have some mongrels in there you know what I mean you gotta yeah. have the Dylan Bouchers you gotta have the Mick of out yeah. there just the, the mongrels <laughs> and he's like that's what I'm talking about yeah. and he's like he's won championships too yeah. Danny yeah. Green's won championships. You know what I mean? Some of them are just like, they've got more firepower, consistent firepower. I think, I think that when they lost today, it was like, oh, mate, what happened with that game? I want to go watch it's a game when I get home. <laughs> but, you know, now it's even there. You're giving them a, uh, come on, man, mumbo mentality, mumbo mm. mentality. Oh, no, I guess I just want it to be more competitive. You know, I wanted, I wanted it to be a Clippers, Lakers, because we would have, you know, that... Oh, if the Clippers uh, and we said this nah, in our they, preview, they didn't deserve to be now. I know, but I mean, yeah. if they had just fluked the one over the um, over the Nuggets, I don't know where this. You know that um, I think the Clippers were built specifically to play that Lakers team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, their makeup would have counted, but for some reason, and I, and I guess this kind of reflects back Yuckage. on is, 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, is, Doc Rivers, is Doc Rivers overrated? As a coach, um, I don't know. So because like look, also, look at the past, his past Clippers teams, man. He had yeah. uh, Blake Griffin. Yeah. He had uh, Chris Paul. He had DeAndre Jordan. He had um, J- um, Redick. You know, that team was an awesome team. They were up against Houston. They were up against Golden State, and, and they called, lost. Has turned into a basketball podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, but what do you guys think about Houston? Like, you know, that was pretty, pretty. Like, you know, Russell just come back from an injury, yeah. and then you go, okay, Solly, you he's not fit. Not proper, yeah. you know what I mean. But also how they, you know, Paul, you know, Chris Paul, and you go, man, they swapped, they swapped, um, you know, and also uh, they got three picks 
uh, OKC got that because you know when they gave Russell to Houston. Yeah, well, OKC is they're loaded for picks for the next four three years. years. Yeah, three that's years. what I mean. Because the, the 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 picks they picked up from Paul George yep. and the picks from that's what I mean. Man, I hope and, and they Adams, still made the playoffs. And they no. still made the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, I think you know who, who was dope like in the OKC, um, you know, sort of uh, matchups. I thought Schroeder. Schroeder, like yeah. when he's on, when he's aggressive, and yeah. he's, he's not chilling. Where he's just that aggressive Schroeder, they win. And then I go, oh, he's got to be aggressive every single game. He can't. Yeah, he's got to just go. He's hard. got to turn up well, every well, game. Well, remember, we talked about OKC in the sports podcast, mm, mm. and um, a big part of it is actually Stephen Adams because he he his screens he sets. Hey, but what about the very last play? Yeah, and how does the big guy that that you know get the ball? Because normally yeah. you have option yeah. one, option two, option three. He's normally like option four yeah. or option five. And I was amazed that he got the ball. I'm like, wow, you guys, they they practice. But the other thing too, which was interesting too, was that Russell Westbrook knew all the plays. Yeah. You know what I mean? So okay, I think that kind of – I, yeah. I, I thought that was Stephen Allen's bad because even though he ran to the ball, he had an open look for Elliot. He could have ran to the basket jump. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about I think. Well, do you, do you, I mean, the the thing is that because we because we know the the you know the family, and then that's the thing. I go, hey, you know, if I didn't know the family, I'd probably go in a bit more. But, <laughs> but you know, but but the, it's the thing is like, is he dope? Yup. Is he the dopest yeah. from New Zealand? Yup. Um, am I sad that the OKC lost? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I was just, I was, I was more sort of disappointed that the guards didn't get the ball. It's like, really, mm. you're gonna give the shot to the big guy? Yeah. When it, when this is a guards, you know, like, you know, and that was the thing. I was like, oh man, you know, because you know, that would have been a coaching thing as well. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You know, when I saw that, I thought, oh, Billy Donovan's trying to be too tricky now because they're gonna, he's gonna. I thought so. They 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 they're thinking, oh, they're gonna, they're definitely gonna go for another shooter. So man. How about just throw it to Steve because he's probably the least person they're gonna. He's option five. Stephen Adams is option five yeah. in most plays. You know, yeah. he's not gonna step out at you a free like mm-hmm. AD did the other yeah, day. Yeah. You know that? So ah, he's not their dude. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was too. And the other thing is, he went too far from the hoop. Like you know, whatever whether he was trying to tie the go or what was the game. Do you see that one where he did? They did exactly the same play, and and he said, uh, uh when Russell Westbrook was still on the team. And then they did exactly the same play. That's and right. then Russell got the ball, you know, and yeah. they scored it. And I was like, oh, that's the same play as what? But then the only problem is that Russell's on the other side and he knows the play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, pick another play that Russell doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But have you, what have you thought of the standard of the – of the? Um, I remember the first couple of games there, but yeah. I just – I've just noticed the basketball's just been really – maybe that's just my bias, but I've been, I've been loving the ball, you know, the – Standard of the basketball. Oh, in in NBA. Yeah, yeah, in, in, in the that bubble there in, in the bubble in the been, bubble bubble ball. It's been fascinating, eh? Like yeah. you know the video at the back screen. Oh, it's been incredible. Machine. I mean NBA. When you think about it, they're in they're in Disneyland, eh? Yeah, you know what I mean. So you go. That was the one thing that I did like that Steve that that Steve said. He was like, bro, we're in a in a you know in a leisure park. You know, let's let's keep it real here. We're not you know in some hard place <laughs> that we're living. Yeah. we're actually in Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was, it's. Have you read his book? No, I haven't. I, I I read it, and I was interested in his take on New Zealand basketball Mm-mm. because he talks about how he didn't go really through the New Zealand system. Yeah. And it was, it was Kenny Mack that helped yes, him, yes, and yes. everyone else Yo. paid for his stuff Mm-mm. and put him through and took him to Scots College. 
It's an interesting and you know, and he's he doesn't want to pay for the tollbacks on the on the fact that it's, you know they didn't help. I've been I stepped into the basketball, you know, sort of space. Yeah, yeah. I've been you know coaching Linfield College for the last two, three, four years. You know, coached two basketball teams, been playing for a long time. I've also done work uh, with BBNZ where I toured with the Tall Blacks. I've toured Harlem Globetrotters through New Zealand and Australia twice. Mm. So um, you know, and um, I serve basketball. I serve the basketball community, uh, but man. There's some there's some politics, and because I've just been on the on the peripheral, being the rapper that plays basketball, um, <laughs> and and people were like, and when I stepped in three months ago, four months ago, when I started my show, I was like, oh shit! But the thing that I keep on saying is that hey, everyone, let's not not be frumpy bastards. You know what I mean? Everyone's got beef. I said, sweet is okay. You know what I mean? Go and tell the person that you got beef. That's me. If you got beef, sorry, I got beef, and say it. Yep. Don't just let it just mull around, and, you know. Yeah. So these people with 20-year beef, 25-year beef, 30-year beef, 10-year beef, 15-year beef, 5-year beef. But I go, man, this is sort of like, you know, it's it's sort of like similar to rap music. So how are, the, how are these beefs affecting the sport in terms of like getting funding? Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's been bad. It's been bad. Because um, – I, I know some of the things that are happening, and New Zealand is not, you know, we, we, we've got some funding, but we're not getting as much funding as rugby, as, uh, you know, netball, all those type of things, but we're a growing sport. I think that's the main thing, and uh, talking to the CEO of NZNBL last night was basically, um, the bro was like, bro, um, you know, we're trying to build something, you know, good. And I, I understand that. I'm like, bro, let's just not be a bunch of bitches. And, you know, can we just, you know, and if you got something to say, say it. You know what I mean? Because, like, I go, well, because I know everyone that's there. In, in the, I go, oh, yeah, hello. I meet you before. Hello. I meet you before. Hello. You know what I mean? So I've got no issues. I've got no issues with anyone. I've got no beef. But there's a lot of politics in the game. And a lot of these people I have, you know, I keep on saying, um, build a bridge and get over it. You know, put a put a stake in the in the ground and go. Okay, that happened. How are we going to get over it? You know, how are we going to move on? Because when you look at it, the stuff and, and break it down just for the kids, the adult stuff is affecting the kids. Mm. You know what I mean? And and the kids. So when I do our shows, I'm thinking of what about the the seven, eight year old, ten year old watching our show now. I don't want to be an old you know bastard talking about you know. I want to be someone that's a positive role model-ish, but someone that talks, because I love the basketball game, and I want all I want is that kid to pick up a basketball guy. I love basketball. If I've done, you know, if that works, we've we've done our job. But there's, when it when I found that when money comes into it, fees, all of that stuff about, you know, um, how, you know, taking our kids overseas, charging them $5,000 per, you know, are they able to see, uh, you know, real coaches, is your is your is your camp or is your academy valid? Is it real? Or why are you just talking shit? You know what I mean? Because there are people out there that are doing that. Have you have you seen the and and this is just from I don't I don't I'm we're not where you are, but how have you seen the standard of basketball in the last say 10, 15 years? Because outside looking in, there's way more participation. There's way more you know basketball is coming on multi TV. They're, they're showing. College games, national mm, college mm, games. That's mm. amazing. Yes. The, imagine 
back in our days of Mags was playing um, church college from Hamilton, you know, mm. you know, they had the Aaron Cocker and coming yo. up, you know, those 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 names, those old school the Sevilla boys. Yo, yo. How amazing if we had that exposure back then. Oof. It's 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 the new game. It's it's the fastest growing game in New Zealand. And I think that um, you know, from 10, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years, my son's like yeah, 19, so, okay, so it hasn't really changed that much, you know what I mean? Still similar, but they are now, I think that they are corporate brands that see the value in basketball, and that's the difference. We have other brands that are coming on board, they're going, hey, listen, we're going to take a punt. We're going to take a punt on these, uh, you know, on this basketball game and see how it goes. Uh, Stephen Adams mentions in his book, and you touched on it with those... Um with those players from the past, uh, he says, you know, a lot of the brown kids, a lot of our Pacific kids, Polynesian kids in New Zealand have got mad talent, basketball talent, but never get through because of the money issue. And no, but also it's because we don't play in the system. And because you're not recognised in the system, for me, I've got an outlook where I go, if I'm picking, you know, 20 kids jump on uh, to get picked. They, you know, they're inside to be able to, listen, I've got to pick the squad out of 20. I don't, even though I know a player is good, I I personally would pick a player on how they played that day. You know what I mean? Mm. It's because I'm not giving, if I'm just going to pick the kids that I know or who I've heard of, then that's not being fair to the new kids. And I understand that's what happens because most, a lot of kids that get picked are the people that have been within the system. Oh, he knows the system. Oh, okay, but that, that kid is way more athletic and got get way more baskets, but he doesn't know the system. And I go, well... Why can't we just teach the other kid the system yeah. and then he can play? And then also it comes down to how much money uh, thing you have. It's not about, about if you're brown or if you're barangi, if you're whatever, whatever color you are. It just happens to be, can you pay the fees? And that's what a, a lot of our, our kids miss out on too because they can't, you know, afford it because it's, it's a very expensive game. But for me, it might cost 20 bucks, you know, for a basketball down at, uh, at Rebel Sports. Go buy one of those and go hoop at the, at the court. You know, it's for me is that obviously there, there are pathways to colleges and there's, you know, definitely ways to the NBA and all of that. But I want that kid just to be able to, man, um, I've been able to keep in shape-ish, sort of, you know, because I played hoops all my life. And so I want that other kids or other people just to, to play hoops all their life. And that's all I'm about. I, 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 you know, I want to make my own basketball courts, my own, um, my own, uh, you know, basketball hoops. So I'm, you know, working on that, and that's how I'll be able to provide another service to uh, communities up and down the country. Uh, you know, have elevated basketball courts and elevated basketball hoops. So you know, that's one of my other ventures that I'll be starting in the new year, and um, it's something that I want to do because I'm passionate about it. You know. But also I want to be able to go have dope events at those basketball courts that I meet yeah. and um, be able to, uh, you know, I, I like to see the smile on the kids facing and, and, you know, when they shoot that, that, that hoop through the, through the net and, goes, whoosh, and, and you're just like, man, that kid <laughs> yeah. loves basketball like we do. And yeah. that's all I'm asking, you know, that's all I want. Uh, a couple of months ago, maybe we took the podcast down to Wellington mm. and um, we had an interview with, um, or we had um Brad and Polly Blank on the Oh, yeah, you're going to Brad. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. yes, yes. yes. Um, so it was an interesting talk because his pathway, going going up through the schools and then playing for the Tall Blacks and then going overseas, not yeah. go, going to college, but not going to the NBA, going to, um, going to Europe and playing for yes. a number of teams in Europe. And then, and it was like, to me, I was like thinking, man, it's not just the NBA, you know? 
you can go to all these other professional comps. Make it in the Turkey League. Yeah. Make it in like uh, Corey Webbs has played in Turkey. Mm. Big ben, uh, Big Benny's he's played in different places, and and you know, so a lot of our players have gone and played in in different countries. Mm. You know, uh, Isaac Futul's over in Turkey right now. Yeah, I, was it was it there or was it Greece or what? It could it, be Greece. Yeah, I think because it, it was what I remember reading this tweet because he had to come back. It was one of the worst hit COVID places. So mm. I think it mm. might have been. But, you know, he was on our show. Yeah. And he goes, oh, man. You know, like, I, I went to the shop. And I was like, yo, you know, it's just, you know. I was having a chat. And he goes, oh, and then I, I got my got my sneakers sent back to my house in Italy. And I was like, surely. <laughs> do you know how dope that sounds? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He goes, what do you mean? I said, you know, just for, for us that are, that are, you know, that are just still over here in the South Pacific. Oh, I got my sneakers sent back to my house in Italy. I was like, nah, no, bro. Give me, give me a five, man. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. so that's cool. That's so amazing because um, – Basketball and rugby are kind of like the same. Like it is a worldwide sport. You know, you've got heaps, heaps of sources, um, like someone who play in England, who play in Ireland. Yeah, it's called and, Kenny, bro. Eh? Kenny. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And now basketball offers the same avenue too. Mm. You know, you know, you might not make it to be an All Black, but you might. I mean, a tall Black, or you know, you might make it to college. You know, you're good enough to make college. You can play like I know the Israeli league. Mm. It's huge yeah. too, you know. There's gonna yeah. you can make it to the most out of it countries. And a, I think that's what I learned from Brendan. That's what I learned from Brendan. Yeah, yeah. there's a pathway. It's a it's pathway. A, it's a pathway. And, and the other thing too is, you know, like a lot of players, as you know, they play in the in in the other leagues and they go there and then they make it into the NBA. Yeah. So they still some of them make more bank in the other leagues than they do in NBA. It's real interesting. I was like, oh, okay, you can make more money outside in the in the European leagues than you can in the NBA, but the NBA is the most prestigious one. That's right. You got to, if you can make it there, it's kind of like New York. Hey. <laughs> are, you, are you familiar with the first nation uh, Polynesian basketball tournament? Um, the first trust stadium next month. No, I'm not. Also, I have heard about it, but I um, um, it's I've heard about it, and. I'm not involved, but sometimes, you know what I mean? Just sometimes I go, what am I going to do? got so much to do, but it, it sounds like a dope, mm. a really dope tournament. Because, mm. you know, the, the, the thing is that for me is that I get I get asked to do a lot of events and can you go and support, and I have to be real picky and choosy. If I just got this random one today, he's like, Sully, can you come and sing at my, uh, at my 40th? <laughs> Okay, you know, it's just like okay, uh, man, all right, bro. Oh, it's a bit, you know, cheeky, but it's also a bit. But can you send a shout out to me uh, on my, you know, and I, you can come to my party too if you want. <laughs> it's weird, but you know, I go okay, all good, you know. But like, uh, yeah, there's there's some you get some you know crazy requests. Also, can I before you carry on? Mm-hmm. What is the most not not most valuable? What's the, what's the cra- you know, because that one really sounds pretty out of it. Mm. What's the craziest request that you've had from someone? Just when you've, you've just scratched your head, like, is this, is this guy for real or is he? Oh, it's, yeah, it's probably probably the ones where, you know, um, can you come to my party? It was like, I don't even know who you are. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And um, and, um, and can you come and perform at my, at, 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 it's like, I go, okay, you know, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, I make cars. 
Yeah, surely, can you come and make a car at my party? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, you know what I mean. Oh, and, 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 and what what I think they understand, they don't understand, so, you know, they're just like, surely, come on, man, you know, come and support, support. I'm like, surely, I've got bills I've got to pay. I've got places, I've got my own polokalame that I've got to do. And some people just must think that, you know, we're, we're, we're millionaires or something, you know, we've just got time on our hands. And, you know, but really, we've, you know, we've got to hustle. We've got to hustle, hustle, hustle. Everyone out there's got to hustle because if you're not hustling, then. But also, you know, some people have different goals from other people. My goal is to rock Wembley Stadium before I finish, before I die. You know, Wembley. You know, they're like, you know, they're like, my name is King Caprice. I'm from Samoa. I'm from New Zealand. What up? And they're, and they're like, Wembley. Thank you. I'll see you later. You know what I mean? And then until I do that, because I've had some mates that have performed there, they're like, bro, I didn't think before. I was like, okay, some of my mates have done it. It's possible, you know. Mm. But that's my that's that's my goal as a, as an artist. I, th- I think you're myself. I think you're living the dream because I am. Also, ha- I am. Have you worked? Have you ever worked a nine to five? I did when I was. Um, did when I was young. That's what I mean. I mean, like... Oh, yes. That, so if you put it like that, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> correct. I've done many jobs. I've done many jobs. You know, like I was a, I was a cleaner when I was younger. I was a dishwasher. Uh, what, I've, I've, I've cut hair before. Um, and then I took a, a PT course, like, you know, last year. So I'm a level three PT, you know. I was a third year fifth. So I don't know what that is. You know, it's like what they... You know, so I didn't get the NCA or whatever they call that thing, NTC or okay, you know, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't pass my my school C. Yeah, um, I, I guess for me, like you've most of your working life, you've been working for yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, really, really lucky. And I think, and I think, <clears throat> I think that is really cool because you, you know, it's there's something about that to me speaks of like your own freedom. You got your own time yeah even was, though it's work but it's your own work you're creating your own work that's for yourself. what i mean about as a brand yeah you know like um you know if if, if someone said to me man my, my name is john roscoe i said okay john roscoe is a brand but when you start understanding what strength a brand has and you go okay john roscoe let's put it right next to pizza hut same thing then you can really start understanding about what we can achieve i mean who cares really you know what i do whatever you know what i mean when, when you break it down people are like, who cares what he's doing that's fine but what i'm trying to do i'm trying to build my own legacy and the thing is for me too is like i was at a i was just at my cousin's house and he, and, and and one of the the girls said surely you're living the dream and then i had to go actually yeah you're right and when you said it just before i said oh surely i was just discussing this about an hour ago <laughs> yeah you're right i am living yeah. the dream really really lucky was. i mean take, it's it's about taking control of your own destiny sh- your own shit you know your oh, own stuff like everything you do 100% your own Bro, it's, not, it's not uh, your, it's not for your boss or not for yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you when know? I signed that record label first, mm. and then I learned from then. I said, "Oh, okay, I'm going to be the master of my own destiny." And also for me, I've got a problem. If you're working for someone and you're going to fall on someone's sword, you fall on the other your boss's sword. You know what I mean? For me, if I want to fall on a sword, I want to fall on my own sword, mm. and I want to make sure it's like, listen, I can go make a fool of myself. I'm going to go and do it, but if I do it, I'm gonna, I've only got myself to blame. And I hate it when you have to go, excuse me, boss, can we do this? And they go, oh, well, let's think about it in a couple of weeks. I'm like, right, we need to do it now. But now because I run my, well, run my own shit, 
like I can make my own decisions and, and move as quick or slow as I need to as my own brands, you know, as those, as those opportunities come around. Because you wouldn't believe it, brothers. Like some of the opportunities that I've turned down, you go, I for real? But because there's only one of me. You know what I mean? I wish I could clone myself times yeah. 10 and then I'd have, oh, like, obviously, we're killing, you know, I'll make my own all black team. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? If I team, you know, my 10 of me, mate, so we've got our own Manusa war right here, mate. But it's, it's, it's very difficult also to be, to have so many hats on because it is difficult to be able to allocate. I'm still looking for dope team. But like I said, also, I want to find team that uh, is looking to Amsterdam. And I haven't met many people that understand Amsterdam. When I say sorry, I've worked with the second biggest sporting company in the world. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, it's facts. But I've done it. And I go, okay, I just have to do it again. So, you know, for me, it's, 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 it's not believable. It's not unbelievable because I've done it. Where other people, they go, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like when you think about ESPN, the NZNBL CEO created, um, these deals with the, with ESPN that that they showed New Zealand basketball to right. to the world, <laughs> and I said, "Tony, how do you do that?" He goes, "Bro," and he told us last night, th- three hours before the game started, they just pinned the deal, and then three hours later, then it got broadcast to the world. And you know, where before, where my dream of was two years, we're going to be the South Pacific basketball show for ESPN. Then I saw that follow, and I said, "Okay." It just moved that much closer, like a year closer, you know, because I'm very honest. Oh, Sully, you know the ESPN guys, eh? Yeah. yeah, and I was like, yeah. and my goal just got a lot quicker because <laughs> I know him. And then, you know, but also he told us, he, he informed us about how he did it too. He goes, well, there's these two, you know, Balangi uh, dudes that, that are Kiwis that are over in, in the States that are doing some stuff. I was like, awesome. But anyone's has their opportunity to do it. But, you know, like I'm trying to grow my show that once it's people can go, Sully, that's the bomb. And we're doing it with no budget. You know what I mean? But it looks the bomb. It looks like TVNZ. It looks like, it looks like, Sully, it looks like a proper, proper. But, you know, I'm still doing, working through my processes. And, you know, my son can't do everything. And I'm looking for an editor. If there are any editors out there, you know, slash that want to come and work for a team that might potentially win. Oh, but we're winning all the time, actually. Actually, we win all the time. Um, but can see uh, Amsterdam. You know what I mean? They can see that the marketing world that, that I, I keep on thinking in, in is not just local. I've always been a you know Australasian brand, South Pacific brand, but you know I'm a worldwide brand now, and so but I've got multiple brands that are worldwide, which is even cooler. Yeah, shit, it's only true. Eh? I was like, yeah, true. I never thought about it. yeah, but once those people are clicking on our brands on our shows from all around the world, like your guys' shows as well, you become a worldwide brand. You know, with your 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 shows, um, what you guys talk about, the conversations you have, mm. sometimes. You know, it's sometimes the hard conversations that are that appeals to a lot of people. Mm, mm. Like, man, I've never heard that talk. It's real. Mm. You know, it's raw and real. It's like yeah, yeah. a discussion that we already say behind closed doors, mm, but mm. now it's in the open. You know, and obviously you've got sponsors in that. Like, mm, is mm. there like a a conflict between how far you're gonna go with the hard conversation and the? For, for me, is also sponsors? because Caps Chats has a, a copapa. It has a topic. It's about holistic well-being. So then I can talk about anything that's got to do with suicide, it's got to do with suicide prevention, it's got to do with people living, how, how crazy we all go, you know, and, and there's no judgment here because, man, 
uh, talking to our also Butterbean, and you know, and I was like, oh, you know, he told me some shit. I was like, oh, we could feel like, and you know, and um, but it was like it was a real, real learning curve because I know the also, and you know, he's my also, and I support him to the max. Just randomly he goes, bro, and I stab myself with a knife. I was like, fire, okay, you know, it was just like I was just, you know, and these are stuff that stories he hasn't told me, and I was like, bro. It's it's those type of stories from also that's one lost, one lost, one lost, one lost. But he kept he didn't stop and he's never stopped. And that's what I think about. He goes, Ooh, I've been at my lowest of lows. I've been at the top of the top. I've been all over, I've been there, back, you know, where you know, but and 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 what I love about what he's done is that as a brand, he's been able to build a brand, you know. And uh, BBM, uh, the 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 logo for for his, um, I designed that logo. You know what I mean? And I printed his his first t-shirts for you know for for him. We're just supporting Luzo, but that's because I saw him and I was going, this guy was a cool Luzo. Mm. You know, I don't judge. He's you know always good to me. And and for me, I like people that go get it. Let's go get it. Oh yeah, Sully, let's go. You know what I mean? I want to say to my team, Sully, we're going to um, uh, jumping on a plane tomorrow. We're going to Los Angeles tomorrow. We're going to go watch uh, LeBron play. And my other team goes, Sick yours, let's go. You know, that's what I'm looking for. And then after that, we're going to go to Las Vegas, uh, chill out there for a little while. But then after that, we'll go to Amsterdam and, or, or we're going to go to, uh, Japan or we're going to go to Jamaica and, you know, and we're going to rock some mics. That's what I'm talking about. And that's the type of team I'm looking for that people who are ready to go, but can see the second biggest brand, you know, in the world. That's the thing. I'm, I'm like, man, I've done. Man, I'm, I am living the dream. Also, when I keep, you know, it's very hard to to. Because sometimes I look, I go, "Oh shit, I've done shit loads," you know, and and I keep on, you know, just even just thinking about in the small time about the conversation we've had. I said, "Actually, was, yeah, I've done, I've done, I've picked up a few, a few things, you know, yeah, I've 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 done heaps, and um and I'm gonna continue to do bigger, better." Brighter things is because the one thing is that I'm going to give it a go. I'm not going to sit back and go, I wonder if I could done, you know, I mean, I wonder if I should have done it. So, sorry, give it a go. If it doesn't work, oh, well, at least you know it doesn't work, you know. But it also, you, as you guys know, it's hard to find hard teammates. So, sorry, ready? Run. Oh, man, I, I don't want to run no more. Okay, sorry, mate. I'm going to have to actually from the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to be ruthless because yeah. at this particular time, there's no more time. There's no more time. i got no time for no sorry, man. I want to. I want people they can can let's go, mm. but you know, but it's very difficult to find, and you know, it's it's it's, um, I'm picky because we have to be. You know what I'm thinking about now is like the conversation we've had on this podcast right now, mm. all the topics we've had, Yo. it all ties in in a way. I'm thinking of when we talked about the atheism stuff, mm. religion, and human nature. I think I think with humans, like everyone has to have meaning in their lives. Mm. Whether it be religion, whether mm. it be work, yeah. whether it be our passion for yeah. what we do yeah. every day, mm. it's the same sort of thing. So, if it's our, I think it just needs to fill that gap. And with you, with your passion, with what you're doing, your content creating, and with us, with what we're doing and mm. work as well, looking for looking after our family. Mm. Um, it's the it's the, that's the it's, thing for us. It's, it's our pie that needs to be all filled, right? Yeah. So if if there's things lacking, we have to replace it with something like. Say you know if you're hard out if you're hard out religious person maybe 
most of your life needs to be filled with that meaning. It would be uh, real interesting that if a religious person watches this or, or listens to this podcast and goes, bah, I hate King Kapisi. But then I'll check, I'll, I'll say, hey, okay, if you're religious, it doesn't God tell you to love everyone? Mm. Eh, why? <laughs> you know, and then I go, see, and then, yeah, uh, you know, contradict yourself and then slap yourself while you're at it. I'm just being straight up honest, you know what I mean? Like people might go, that's pretty left field. But I go, this is my opinion. It's not, it's not my brother's, it's not my sister's, it's not my mother's opinion, it's my opinion. And that's the thing that even though I'm part of a family, I'm saying, listen, when I talk, I'm speaking on behalf of myself. Because, mm. like, I've got, you know, we've got religious, you know, people and my brothers and sisters, they're like, you know, and I go, that's cool. But yep. this is me. That's exactly what I'm talking mm. about with um, talking about the hard topics. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get to talk about that, what you believe in, on a platform that millions of people can listen to, mm. I mean, you're not going to please everybody, but people are going to listen that are interested. Or well, can relate to what you say. There was you know? one really interesting thing before that. Um, there's an atheist page, Samoan atheist page on on Facebook, and oh, okay. I, yeah, it was like I was like, oh, wait. and then some people have got at me and said, "Listen, 25 years ago when I said, uh, you know, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God." A lot of people were too scared to say it, but then they said, "Bro, bro when you said, it? I said, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, he said it, then it's all right for us, you know." And I've got other friends that they said, "Sorry, I just don't believe." I said, and I'm Samoan. I said. Not being religious doesn't make you Samoan hmm. or doesn't make you more of a Samoan if you know what well, I mean. Rel- identity, it, it, yeah, being, being Samoan is just yeah. being Samoan. Hmm. Why do you have to be religious to be Samoan? And that's the thing that I keep on asking. So, like, you're not a real Samoan. Why? Oh, because you don't believe in the Lord. It's like, hey, what has the Lord ever done for me <laughs> personally? Hmm. Let's just say personally, you know what I mean? Let's talk honestly. Oh, man, he gave you the, the earth, the greens, and the thing I said, but isn't. Lucifer, you know, down below, when if you go a couple of miles down below into the, we get you get to the molten core, you know, and the lava all down in the middle of the earth, you know, rotating, blah blah blah. And then if you go where the where where the Lord is supposed to be in the um, in the heavens, so up there in the sky, eh? But then there's Pluto, Mars, or wherever, and then the moon, and you know, and past that. So is he living out there? Is he like like Galactus if you're a Marvel character and he's just flying around in his machine? I, I I'm 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 a sort of a more of a scientific cat. I go, yep. I actually think that there's you know there's millions of other planets out there, billions of other planets out there, and to think that we're the only living people in the whole of all of those billions of planets, you got to be pretty stupid. Mm. That's just me though. Everyone's like, Sully, just call me stupid. <laughs> but this is just me, people. Yeah. I love everyone, but, but you know this is just me. But that's cool. But that's so amazing. Like just the way you are, like just you. Being able to just to say it, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to listen to it, and they probably would have um, are a bit skeptical as well, you know, or, or skeptical by nature and skeptical by nature, and then knowing that you're you've made your point, and then they can actually go, yeah, okay, I can see why, but I can see why Kikapisi feels the way, you know, because I can see it now, you know, I can see why you've like, you know, the points that you made have been like. Especially the one, but it obviously hasn't harmed the sponsors. They're still coming. Oh, you know, but those, those things that they're they're all right with the King Kapisi brand. King Kapisi oh. being saying I'm an atheist for 25 years. Yeah. 25 years ago, oh, we could feel like the whole was freaking out. I, mean, like, I, I went to some <laughs> yeah. places. Some people try to step me out. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah man. Like, let's have a fight. Yeah, you know, let's yeah, so careful. And I was like, why? And he goes, oh, because you're saying that our Samoans are stupid. I'm saying, why Why do you think that I... He goes, because you're saying we're stupid because we believe in God. I'm saying, listen, I'm just saying it is a broad, you know, colour. But if that affects you, yeah, it might not. But if it doesn't affect you, don't worry about it. 
But he goes, yeah, but it affects me. Well, I believe in, in God. I said, okay, so let me ask you a question. Then I had to break it down. Let's go to, do you know where the, the Christian, you know, religion starts? Yes, it starts at the, you know, then I had to break it down, go back to that, to Caesar, to Constantine, to, you know what I mean, to, you know, and I was like, Rome. And I said, so that's where it started. And then people don't know the history because they haven't gone there, done and gone their research, you know, and, oh, and um, you know, John the Baptist said, or Mary said, or I was like, listen, I don't know Mary. I don't. I, I've, I haven't read the Kushpa yet, so I don't. I don't know any of the passages. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm good. I don't need to read that book to to en, en, enlighten or you know or 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 give me knowledge. I'm fine with just where I am. But people might go, this guy. But I'm just telling you, people, this is just me. Mm. I like the book. I really like what what religion does. We're a bunch of. 100 people, 150 people are singing together, singing melodic songs, and I love melodies, so I go, oh, man, this is beautiful, you know what I mean? But I like music. But when I see that if the word is being used in bad ways, when it's supposed to be good, then I go, well, I'm going to question it. Surely, Catholics, you know, Catholic priest, uh, priests, man, let's just go, you know, fiddle with kids, and that's all right, and then they just move it around and all of that, and I go, really? Oh, you guys like that, eh? Oh, yeah, man, all of it. That's you guys. That's not me. And that's the thing, oh, really? Oh, okay, let's, oh, we want to go into that conversation. Let's be real about this. Okay, surely. And, you know, I've got probably some, you know, Catholics are going to get really angry, but it's facts, you know? There was this one story that I saw in Samoa. It was really funny because it was like um, they were doing a, a show on this one Catholic priest that had been moved to Samoa, and it was like the very first type of um, type of uh, filming that they were sitting across the the road, and they were filming this this priest, and he was giving lollies to the kids, and then you know. Here goes this folk for oh, and he is um, and, you know, and he was under investigation. And then after, when they showed the, the piece on on national, you know, TV in Samoa, that 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 folk for got moved off the island. And then I go, hmm, yeah, my lord. And that's the stuff that I go, okay. I hope that my people or just any person in general is not that dumb that they condone that type of shit. You gotta be joking. Oh no, man, there's a, there's a, there's a reason why that happens. Oh yeah, okay, well you better check yourself then. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, it's common sense, eh? It's like you go, ah, eh, really? Yeah. Oh, we, I, I'm not that brainwashed, thank you. I don't love the Lord that much that I'm gonna let someone do that to a kid. That's your guy's buzz. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, you guys do your stuff over there. Just keep it over there. Keep it far away from any of my family or any of the kids that I keep it. That that I don't understand how that is condoned, and people know that, and it's worldwide known. Mm, yeah, man. Oh man, all of these things have happened, and we just like oh oh. And then the Pope says, oh man, we're gonna pardon. Oh, it's not really good, and da da da. But they know that shit's happening. Maloa. There's an interesting movie on Netflix, The Two Pups. Oh, surely. That's some, yeah, that's what I mean. And and now there are movies that are being made yeah, about yeah. really topical stuff that you go, wow, nothing's out of, not nothing's taboo anymore because... That was an interesting one because back in the days, the priests could have, have wives, but they changed the rule. So why can't they change again? Sort of thing. That I'm was the about, whole... I'm talking about... That was the hard... Not the, not the wives. I'm talking about the kids... The, 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 them sleeping with the kids yeah but that's probably the reason why they're having that problem now oh no because we, they can't have wives we can't, we can't <laughs> no I know but you, I know you but I, I know you I'm, I'm looking on it no that does not work. that does not and, and uh, you know that stuff's been probably decades 
and it's systematic that kind systematic, of systematic, you know. Because there's that documentary. Um, who's in it? It's about the Catholic priests in Boston mm. and how they they um, they exposed it, and then um, they. They, they confronted them and they felt like it was nothing wrong because it had been there was like a, a timeline of them actually it was normal just normal they it was normalized and they, and they they got to the point where they didn't see any faults in it because it was just it was just it was easy but that's the thing yeah, I was and, and that's the sad thing like you know where it started from and for these people to actually you know like not see the, the um, evil and what they were doing and I'm just speaking generally here uh, what sins have you committed I've done it, I've done that, but you know, done that. And after you, you confess, all your, your sins are abstained or whatever. It's just all good. They're just thrown out the door. You know what I mean? And then you can go commit some more sins. What sort of shit is that? You know what I mean? And, and, and people are going to go, blasphemy. You know what I mean? How dare you? I'm just saying, fams, please, if, you, if you're in that religion, check what the history is before you follow a religion blindly. And then when innocent kids innocent people get affected by what your religion does then you have to start questioning that and you go true and it's just facts mm. i'm not even making anything up you know so you know you know if you if you are catholic and you have confronted it you know so you're trying to bring that kind of stuff to light are you still doing the right thing like you if you're if you're questioning like come on you know so get like saying to other catholics look we know that there's a problem here can we just Form a group and, and identify because we still believe in the values of the Catholics or what 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 we teach as a religion. But shouldn't shouldn't everything be love? Yeah, yeah. That's, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but then, yeah. then that's what I mean. If 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 you're if you're oh man, we're about love, and then you go home and fussy your kids or whatever, or whatever, blah blah blah. Or you do something, whatever, and it's not about love. Then you have to question what your own participation in religion is. You know what I mean. I'm like, oh man, because I've had some people say, Sully, you're you're a nicer person than some of the Christians I know, and mm. I go, yeah, but why does do I have to be a nice person to be Christian or be a Christian to be a nice person? But that's just the perception of other people of trying to live up to what a Christian should be. I said, hey, listen, I don't care who you are, but try and be a nice person. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are, religion, whatever, who could be, you know, a dog or the cat or just or you know the horse. Just be a nice horse, yeah. you know what I mean, and just be nice to everyone in general. That, that's me. That just should be standard practice. Standard thing. practice. Just don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think that is, is you know, some people are very uh, linear in thinking. They're just like, I'm about me and me. But from you know us, we serve the village. So you know, within that village, we've got family members, brothers, sisters, you know, their kids, and then we've got aunties and uncles, and then we've got a massive bunch of people we have to serve, and that's the difference. We don't think about just ourselves. I like what you said before about the um, that because you talked about in the business world, going to the Western world, the Balangi world is all individualism. Mostly, oh, I mean that's the culture. Whereas us, we're more collective. We have a village mentality. We help each other. But then you know, in the, in the business world, it's it's cutthroat. Um, it, but and then the Balangi's are good at that. It, it. I think if if you're straight up and you just like transparent. I think that's the way it should be because I've seen also, you know, uh, Polynesians all to get together and then have a misa at the end because it wasn't um, talked about right at, at, at the beginning. Mm. 
And uh, well, we did. Well, you said that. It's like, well, no one read it down. Well, I, well, Sully, man. Well, well, you said that. It's like, well, Sully, if you go into a, a you know a, a room of law, you, you know these things don't stand. So that's the thing is that we have to start becoming becoming more poco as 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 to be businessmen to be able to stop other idiots jumping in on our shit. You know what I mean? Because like I might have a bunch of 10 people. Like I said, I might find out that one person's an idiot. I go, oh my gosh. Sorry, bro. I'm going to ask you. Yeah. But you know, because I can't ask you because I've got to give you three warnings. And that's business. So you know, then I go, okay, hold up. So now I'm really, really, I'm really, really uh, picky on who I bring into my team. Because if that team member is not a giver like me, or is not doesn't think about, uh, you know, uh, Amsterdam or the biggest, you know, if they don't think about advertising, if they're small thinking, I go, man, I can't help you. You can't help me. So love you, oh, but I'll catch you later. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I've only got a certain amount of time that I can spend my energy with or people that I, you know, and because, you know, uh, death has brought, you know, life yeah. Yeah. right to the, you know, I go, man, I, I'm going to muck around with idiots. You know what I mean? I'll, 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 I'll be supportive, but really, I'm I'm aiming for ESPN. And like I said, also, if, if people can't see ESPN, i got no time for people who can't see ESPN because people might be thinking locally, oh, man, let's be the dopest in Henderson. Oh, let's be the dopest in the West. I'm from Wellington. I said I was going to be the dopest from Wellington. Sweet. Cool. Done that. Came to Auckland. Oh, man, I'm going to be one of the dopest in Auckland. Done that. Then I thought to myself, I want to be one of the dopest in, in, you know, in New Zealand. Done that. And I want to be one of the dopest in the South Pacific. Done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so if, if you can't have... Others that see that, you know, I can teach and tell people, so that's the way to get to Amsterdam, sweet. But I, I I can't change how people think, you know. And because a lot of people haven't seen what I've seen, they don't know. They go, bro, oh, man, I, I don't understand. So I'm telling you. I've seen it. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've been to Mount Everest. I've, I've you know, traipsed up there with Ching Ching, Ching Ching, also Ching Ching, and finally we got to the top, put the Samoan flag right on top, and then and then I said, so it looks pretty good up here, but then I walked back down. But, you know, no people can see the, 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 uh, the you know, the you, pinnacle. You've already put the flag up there. I already there. put the flag up there. So I've already, I've already, we've left the Samoan flag up yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so I need to find some other people who are ready to go for another trek, but who want to work like I, you know, I hustle. I like. I want to find other people that hustle like me. Like think, you know, corporately, but think nationally, not just locally. Think, you know, internationally. That's always good. Got goosebumps, bro. Because oh, man, <laughs> that's just the way that you talk, and the way that uh, kind of our networks, kind of, not run parallel, but like when you came in and you just you showed us. Because I'm that. a director, you know, you yeah. know, and then I put your cameras there, so you know, move the, the microphones yeah. around. Or well, just the little tips you had, you know, just you know, like how you said, like the way you set up, make sure it's, you know, because mm. you're putting, you're a brand now, you're putting yourself yes. out there, you know. And we, we, so we, we, I think it's you've come in, and especially with this being the first video one, it's like a shot of adrenaline, like. Like into this, I'm thinking I was showing the arm like, "Yo, man, Ooh, this is what it's about." Everything that you look through a camera and you're judgy, you, you know, people would judge the hell out of this. So you got to go, okay, 
was on one of those. But but it was but how <laughs> but how but, but you know like you, you know you, you you put we put ourselves out there. We better be ready prepared to be judged. Because yeah. people go, man, why are, we, why are people judging me? Surely we put ourselves out there. Mm. So if you put yourself out there, you have to be ready for the backlash. And the backlash, someone might go, Solid man, fire out, tidy up a room, or, or man, or da 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 da. You have to be ready. Mm. And you know, as a rapper, someone says some shit, I'm firing back real quick. But also, I've seen the bad things that can ha- was, happen with social media. I fired back this young rapper. Uh, was sort of, you know, uh, affiliated to a gang. And then that gang jumped on uh, on Facebook. Fucking Capuzzi. Da-da-da. And, like, I was like, oh, sure, it's because the young rapper was da-da-da. And I was like, hey, it's all good, man. Da-da. You know, he's just like, you know, hey, you know, it's all good. Don't worry about that. Da-da-da. What do you mean? The whole gang uh, was like, okay, fine, you know. And I was like, oh, we. But some of the gang that I met with, in, the, in one of the cities, they were like, nah, man, he was here, he was hanging out with us, he was a good guy. And then after what happened was that I didn't have to say anything else, that a lot of the other people that I've met along my career in the last 25 years just jumped on and said, hey, oh, man, hey, da-da-da-da. But then it got to the point where one of my sons jumped on and said, my dad's a good guy. And then my, my, my wife said, that's enough now. I said, okay. Mm. Well, I was just like, I was just having fun, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then yeah. it, but that can escalate mm. to something bad. You know, like when you think of one of the biggest gangs in the country mm. going, we don't like King Kapisi. And I was like, oh, sure. Okay. But that's the, the power of what social media can do. And so that's what I mean. If you're on social media, watch what you say. You know what I mean? Because that shit can backfire. Imagine the biggest, one of the biggest gangs, and like, and and luckily I got, I know people in, the, you know, in, in there, and I, I've got, you know, got family in there and all of that, and they were like, so you know, and I was like, okay, but that's the bad things, the the, the kickbacks of of what social media do. So that's what I'm saying is whatever you're doing, watch what you say, because that person might hear it at some stage, you know. Fuck you, what King Capuzzi said about you. Yeah, and that's yeah. why for me, I say everything that I do respectfully because, you know, this is just my opinion. You know, I know the people, or I might know that person, or I might know the family. But just remember, everyone we talk about has a family. And, we, you know, like, if I was going to jump on and badmouth something, or, I, you know, like, I go, oh, yeah, that song's pretty shit. The song's pretty shit because I'm a good producer and I know what a good song's. Mm. The rapper's a bit shit because, like, da-da-da. But that's that's from 30 years of experience of rapping. Mm. But if you got cats that you don't know or who are just radio, uh, you know, personalities, I go, what stand, what, what league do you guys have to stand on? You know, where's your, where's your skill level at? You know what I mean? You're just a radio announcer. Mm-hmm. Are you a muso? You made tracks? Really? Just because you play other people's tracks and you talk on the radio? Oh, yeah, you're the bomb. Okay, cool. I can run my mouth too. But also I can be entertaining. But then that's the, that's the responsibility of what some of the radio commentators or just people commentators have. They're there to cause beef. Mm. They have to be like, you know what I mean? And I go, Soli, you say one thing about me again, I'm going to go and meet you in the car park. Yeah. But, you know, that's the mean. That's the kickback of someone talk shit about you on social media. They might not know you. Mm. And that's probably why those sports shows in America get away with it because they've got the stats to prove what they say. Like they they go hard in analytics. Of, of analytics the sport. are huge. You see that, and mm. and whatever they say, but you like, know, Skip Bayless, the, Skip yeah, Bayless, yeah. the Clippers, yeah. the Clippers. I was like, wow, what an <laughs> idiot! You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you know, but it's also, but it's 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 purchasable. 
It's you know it's sellable, mm. and what they're trying to do is create beef so people more people watch their show. Is that their culture though, American culture? And it's not our. We, that's what doesn't happen. Much they're here. very very loud, boisterous. Yeah. yeah, you know anyone like you're walking down the road and 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 you know and you're on the side with also like when I met some of my Samoan also, we were over here and there was a girl walking down the road. He was like, "Hey, what up, girl?" And I was like. <laughs> Surely, man, calm down, man. Fire right, she's on the other side of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, you know, and I was like, uh, Surely, what's up, man? And, and then he goes, Nah, that's how we call talk out to girls. And I was like, Okay, oh, because that's disrespectful as hell, man. Why did she just walk up to him and go say hello instead of shouting across the road? But that was a different culture thing, you know. And I was like, And they had to explain. I was like, oh, Okay, Surely, that's how you do it, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm. you know. I'm in the wrong place, <laughs> you know. But there was some models who stood in there and they explained it. Surely, this is how we do it over here. I said, like, Okay, Seki, bro, awesome. We haven't even touched um um Oh let's say me on a podcast. Nah, man, <laughs> you know what we when we start we're like man it's always on the like when Day Hummel came on mm-hmm. and when Sonny came on, man, it was kinda like the same way that you come in, he came in too, because he helped us a lot too. Mm-hmm. Like we went out after and he was just telling us, Boys, you need to do this and he was telling us about your his journey as well. Mm-hmm. A lot similar to yours, you know. We all started around the same time. Mm. Um, and dealing with freckled companies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, it's it's learning. You know what I mean. Make the mistakes. Don't make it again. If you make it, you, if you make it again, you know, two or three times. Okay, but then, you know. And it's awesome how you guys, you guys are older now, have like sort of like uh, reinvented yourselves. Yeah, like you do your content. Hey. Evolved. Um, mm. Sunny's doing his uh, music videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Directing also. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I found that pretty cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Like it's just that's is that a song or like it's just. Knowing that, um, like he was talking about how you, because you know, um, his video, everyone knows that, um, right, didn't it? Yeah, that yeah. one. How he said he, that was his own idea he'd come up with because he'd gone to the music company and they'd come up with this really corny ass, <laughs> not saying it was caught, cool, but it was the kind of, um, sorry, you say it's corny, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> purest form kind of walking along the beach. Hey, you see that? We were yeah, going, really? hey, wow. And he goes, yeah, yeah, man, this is how they pushed it. They pushed it to me, and you know, I was, I, I had to answer to them. They came up with the concept and that. Because also, because because Chong Lee was on the show too. Yeah, he yeah. made the beat. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean. That would have been interesting to have a talk to about him about the beat and talking about Sunny about the rhyme. But then Chris Graham did the video. Mm. So you know what I mean? Yeah, that was a dope video because Chris Graham shot one of my music videos too. He did the one when I was a farmer. Mm. So. When I saw his stuff and he did a, uh, scribe, uh, yeah, scribe. Then yeah. he also did uh, wait, can't no, nah, be stuck, no. Nah, yeah. So he did a couple of the hip hop videos uh, for us, and uh, right, uh, we gonna ride tonight with um, De Hummel was one of them. Mm. That's amazing, man. Like <coughs> you, we've been very, very blessed. So, yeah. so it's been awesome it was, You know when we started Talking about basketball I said yes <laughs> uh, but, You know like These guys solid, These guys talk way too much About basketball <laughs> Sorry family uh, For the first uh, You know uh, Podcast uh, We appreciate you guys And thank you very much For your patronage We appreciate every fob That watches us And uh, fob is a Fresh off the boat person You might not be Fresh off the boat You might be Fresh off the plane Or you might be Indigenous to wherever You're from But we appreciate you guys In watching the West West Network And uh, King Kapisi On this particular podcast Man, that's a drop right there, man. Hey, can I just tell you one story? Um, a couple of, so this is about mid 2005, 2004, around that time. And, um, so I was getting my Xbox chipped mm. up at this place in, uh, I think it was Cumi, right? 
And I went up. Was I that went, you? So I went over my no. I went over my balangi. I went oh, over okay. one of my boys. And um, so he was like, he chipped the bro. Because when you get an Xbox chip, bro, oh, <laughs> I know where you're amazing, going. Amazing man. And so I stood there. So the balangi goes like he was talking to me, me and my mate Aaron. And I just caught this little thing on the side of my eye, and it was the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. I went. I said, bro, is that a? And he goes, oh, hey guys, because it's a real balangi. Funny. His name's Rob. Oh, Rob. Yeah. Okay, Rob, Rob. <laughs> I remember him. And he goes, oh, just this project I'm doing for this, this guy, famous guy. Oh, yeah. He goes, oh, I don't know if you know him, uh, Kid Capisi. And I remember my mate Craig, hey, man, it's Kid Capisi, bro. But, like, anyway, I was like, is this the Millennium Falcon? He goes, yeah, man, he's 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 asked me to do, um, was it Xbox or a, a Xbox, Play- Xbox inside a Millennium Falcon um, sort of. I've still got it all. Hey. Um, I can I finish off the story also? Yeah, man. Also, <laughs> well, I just remember freaking out. I was like, fire out, man. He, and he goes, is he a Star Wars fan? He goes, well, he says he's a big Star Wars fan. And he came up with this concept and he's asked me to build up for himself. Mm. And I just remember walking out of that thing. Well, happy that I'd got my Xbox chip. And then I was thinking, he got busy, man. And a Star Wars fan, man. <laughs> I love the guy. He's just the most original guy in the world. Because I'm a we're Star Wars geek. Oh, yeah, me I too. My yeah, whole family. Yeah, yeah. When I was young, uh, mum, you know, like Sunday, eh? And, and, you know, Sundays, and I lived in Island Bay, Presbyterian Church down the road. Uh, so we had the option to go to church. And our mum, dad, um, so my mum and dad, pretty, pretty, you know, out there, right? You know what I mean? Not, not out there, but they were like, do you want to come to church? I said, do I have to go? And she was like, no, and I said I'm gonna say him what Star Trek. Yeah, and so also then I just didn't, you know what I mean. Church, we had the option of not going. Yeah, you know we didn't have to go. We weren't forced to go. Like, do you want to go? I was like, uh, no, I'm good, thank you. Uh, you know, can we stay home? Yeah, like, yeah I'm gonna stay home. What Star Trek? And so from then and you know, and because I'm a big um, Star Wars f- fan as well, I went and got that that ch- that that that. So you can buy these things like the the what do you call these model sort of things yep. for like I think it was like ninety five bucks 100 bucks and then i gave it to to rob to to chip mm. and i was like okay one year later one year <laughs> later yeah, yeah. and i was like sorry man what's up man fire right you know it's taking ages taking ages and then you know one year later okay a year and a one year and a half years <laughs> later and then i had to ring up i said sorry just give me the plastic thing back bro you're fine take it way too long man fire yeah. out man and then um he goes no no it's, it's ready come pick it up so i went to go pick it up awesome he had painted it, looks awesome, you know what I mean? Looks with all the, the, the it looks so dope. And when you turn it on, it goes, you know, it just started off, started off with Star Wars and it went through all of this thing and had all the games, you know, modded, but he had all these videos going through it, was so dope, but with Star Wars. And then he goes, okay. And I said, so, okay, bro, how much is it going to cost? And he goes, oh, it's going to cost you two and a half thousand dollars. And I said, no, no, give me my money back. <laughs> give me my plastic thing back. I'll give. I'll take the thing back because my wife's going to say, how no to that. <laughs> and, and then his wife was like, you have to take it. And I said, why? Do, I ain't going to take it two and a half grand. That's yeah. quite a lot of money. And yeah, she was yeah. like, he's been working on it every weekend for the last year and a half. Oh. <laughs> so you have to get it out. Get it out of the house. I need yeah. you to get it out of the house. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I want to ring up my wife, babe. You know how much the thing costs, the, like the uh, the Millennium Falcon costs, and she goes, yeah, and she goes, cost two and a half k, and she said, hell no, yeah. and then then I said, um, but you know, there's only five ten of them in the world, it's it's one off, and da da da, and then I talked around, she goes, oh, okay, yeah, you can have that, that's your that's your that's your Christmas present for the next five years, yeah. and so I said, okay, so I brought it home, and still at home. 
you know, still rock it. It still, um, still works. Um, and I've I've thought about you know you know selling it. Boom. That's thought still, about it. If you've still got the Xbox controller and it still works, mate, that's worth. Especially when it's modded. Yeah, mm. but inside the inside that thing was it's got the lights and all that. It's got the light tools. <laughs> it's got the light tools. Like he did it all. He it was really really impressive. Yeah, like I was like wow. And you know at the back of the Millennium Falcon, he got these like these wires, like blue wires, and he just went like that. Oh, so just yeah, the, yeah, so when you know because the lights from the back. Yeah, because I've got another another one that's a bigger one that you know when you press the button and then the 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 engine lights up, but then he had to take that engine off. To 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 and the lights to make it work, right. you know. It's like okay, cool. So it's, it's still dope. I'll, I'll take a photo of it and I'll put it up. I'm sure, yeah. there's somewhere somewhere on my Instagram. Yeah, no, I just remember seeing it, man. Oh, Star Wars, and, and, I, and I and I thought that is amazing. Also, you know? I've got lightsabers at home, you know, uh, Darth. Darth Maul one. It was funny. It was like, so we went to, we got some tickets from the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra and the Star Wars one eight, oh, and man. I was like. Because like I went to the Kifangas with my son, and you know the first I said, Dad, I said, son, I'm gonna wear my stormtrooper helmet. And he goes, Oh, Dad, I don't know, I'm not gonna go with you <laughs> next time, you know. So we went to the. I said, Oh, well, left it at home. Next week we went to, he was like, Dad, wear the stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I said, yeah. Are you sure? Because last time you didn't want me to do it. And he goes, Nah, nah, it's all good. So I put on the stormtrooper helmet, walked in, you know, because this, this is the only time you can be a geek, mm-hmm. like a Star Wars geek. And so I, you know, so I thought to myself, Okay. Walked into the into the into the Spark Arena, but I had my um, <laughs> I had my um, Darth Maul, um, so with a you double, know both, double-sided, with one, double-sided yeah. one, and yeah, it was yeah. all lighted up. And I know that people were like, "This guy's pretty mimic, eh? you know, <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at this." Because but but when I walked in there with different lightsabers all around, yeah, and that's the only place where you can geek out. Yeah. So I thought, oh well, oh well. And so I went with Jay Langaia, and we were watching so with him, and I was with um, with our other bro that is uh, oh we um, he was on the Matrix. Remember the same one that was on the Matrix? Nathaniel. 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 So, so yeah, so with yeah, Nathaniel, yeah. Uh, with Jay Langaia, and we were also with Willie uh, from the Baron Chota. So that movie, uh, yeah, 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 So yeah. Willie, so I got them all some tickets. I said, well, let's go sit in." But you know, for me, it was just like it was dope. Because, uh, you know, like, watching the movie, know the movie well, but able to watch the orchestra. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, that's dope. So I went to two, I actually went to two movies. It was just dope, you know what I mean? Being a muso and also being a Star Wars fan. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, wait, this is like... We're supposed to go to one of those things. Mm, yeah, no, I think we were trying to go to the Empire Strike. Yo. Because I, I heard last week was the um, 40th anniversary was on it for Empire Strikes Back, oh, and they had they had a special screening because I know I heard someone on the radio say it, oh, see. and no one turned up. What? And because of see, the COVID I didn't even thing, know about. Oh, okay. And I was like, man, if I, I was telling this guy, man, mm. I said, flip, if I knew about it, man, I would have been, especially Empire Strikes Back because that's still, and I reckon number one is the number one out of all the. Um, were we disappointed at the three new ones? Like we were the three new ones. I hated Anakin. Anakin was shocking. Like, like the kid, the kid was all right, but the older Anakin, useless. Oh yeah. Like I said, oh man. And even when the kid was like, man, there's a lot of kids. There's like the whole world to be able to pick. I just don't think that he was, he was that. He wasn't like confident, confident. It sort of seemed a bit corny. Mm. You know what I mean? Charge up, uh, you know what I mean? You know, oh, the prequels, yeah, 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 you know, oh, that too. Oh, but do you mean the, the recolored it? Re- yeah, no, the, the latest ones, but, the, but, but speaking of Anakin, like, they, I think they're trying to make, make up for him on the the Clone Wars. Oh, yo, they, they try to make up for the mistake. Oh, what about you know, the Mandalorian? 
Yeah, oh, man. Awesome, awesome. Oh. Man, have you seen the new preview? They had, they came out last week. Nah, because oh, oh, like I have, I've been sort of a bit busy, yes. bit yeah. off everything. Yeah. But yeah. you know, we've had also Salah Baker was on. Uh, he was you know on there. He's on in Malorian as well. And mm. Taika, you know, is the man. Yeah, that you know, he, Taika was home for a little while. Um, so you know us, you know what I mean when like what well, was crazy. I said to I said to um, what's else or Jay? I said, Sully, you're the f- one of the first Samoans in in space. Yeah, what was that like? You know what I mean? And he was like, oh, you know, I was like, it was, you know, it's it's because you know it's such a big franchise in all of our lives. Just to meet, just to meet another also that's been on it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's you go ah, oh, you know, it's for other people who probably are mm. oh, mate Star Wars, you guys, but for me. I'm still amazed and I go, bro, my lord, bro, awesome what you've done for us. You know, one thing that, you know, I love Tim, Tim's cool cat, once or always, woohoo, but I was really disappointed when I found out he was a, he was the, you know, every other stormtrooper was going <laughs> off him. I was like, you just ruined Star Wars for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was J- Jango Fede. Jango yeah, Fede. yeah, it was Jango. like, yeah, every yeah. stormtrooper is him. I was like, I, you just ruined Star Wars for me, man. They were like, man, could you not shoot straight? Because all the stormtroopers seem to not uh, make us to the shot, man. Oh, it was. It so was the three really new ones were you disappointed with them? Which were the three new ones? The, uh, the color red. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh man, the last one. That's what I was talking about. For me, that was like you know, like because we you know we always talk about the world of Sith. Never knew where the Sith was. Yeah. yeah. And then when they were like you know because like I was giddied when 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 the Emperor I was like yeah, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> you know, and then the other thing that I like when he was like, um, da, 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 and then, then and then the whole crowd, I was like, yeah. oh man, that's what I'm talking about. I always wondered where that was. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of them there was, I thought, was pretty random. You know yeah, what I mean? That, that's our thing. That was our thing too. How, like, did, how, did, a lightsaber, like, yeah, yeah, how yeah. did have a lightsaber have a memory? Really, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, "Oh, come on, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, Some, yeah. some, some cool characters. I, I like that yeah. little one that with the glasses, the little small one. Yep, yep. I thought that character she was, was cool. good. Yeah, but um, ooh, the other thing that I did really dig because I never knew where how Han Solo and and and, and Chewie met. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's from uh, Solo. Yeah, I, I, I like oh, you know the dope. other ones. I I liked I liked um, Solo and Rogue One better than the last. Three couple of last yeah, the new three, the new three. Like, oh, yeah. I like the Mandalorian and the other. I like the kind of background stories, but mm. that that solo I think is underrated. But Rogue One I think is probably out of all the latest ones is the one I've, I've enjoyed the most. For me, it was Rogue One. I didn't get it. So oh, yeah, I went in and I thought it was carrying on for the last one. Oh, oh okay. And then I watched it. I said, Scott, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Because yeah, I didn't know. Because yeah. I was just like, yeah. And then I thought to myself, that comer looks like one of the old. You know the old comers, and then found out that it was them yeah. 10, 15, 20 years yeah. before. I was like, oh, far. But it took me like over half away of the movie <laughs> to figure it out. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, and I was like, really. And then, then after a while, I was like, oh, okay. It's like so before, before, and I was like, see, shit. Yeah. So, but, but it was cool. Once I found out, if I'd known that it was about that, going was, into it, going yeah. into it, I would have yeah. been sweet. But I. I honestly also was just waiting for, you know, the black dude to turn up, you know. I was like, sort of, where's the Mildy guy? Mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he didn't turn up for the whole thing. I was like, aye. This is the same thing. Yeah. Like, I think the one thing about, like, all the latest, that last, the last five, that last scene of Rogue One when Darth Vader 
it kind of showed everyone, like, because, you know, during Return of the Jedi and all that, you know he's a bad guy because he can check people through mm-hmm. through the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you, you must be a bad man if you get, yeah, yeah. like, looking at <laughs> someone on the other side of the room. On the But then there's the scene when they're running with the plants mm. and he just, you know, you see his dark shadow and he's, everyone's flying up and he's cutting yeah. them in half and yes. that. And you kind of, like, for me, it was like, I remember telling my niece, that's, that's Darth Vader. That's why yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone in the uh, everyone yeah. in the universe was scared of this guy because <laughs> that's what I mean. Because we didn't know how bad of, how of a bad right. man he that's was. Right. We just like saw him on the on the Death Star and just mm. a couple of places. Yeah. But when I saw that stuff, I say, okay, let's open up my mind to what the Force can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you go, okay, the Force can't do very much. Yeah. <laughs> but when he was like, when he did, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. what I'm talking about. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And I think I think um, like you were saying, Clone Wars and all that. They kind of trying to touch on how badass um, Darth Vader was or mm. how bad Anakin was, you know, when during the... Interesting, the, the way he was, you wars. know, if there's some, I mean, fast, well, like, yeah, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and, and the other thing too is they, it was like um, when you've got the Disney Channel and then you start watching, because I have never really watched the tech, tech of the, you know, the, the, the cartoon series. Yeah. And man, you and my son just like, I didn't know that. You know, <laughs> oh, I didn't know that either. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. It's like, it's awesome. I mean, Marvel, oh, watch out. That's just too much. Yeah. You know, such, I don't know about, our, 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 you know, uh, people down at, at, you know, the in Wellington, you know, with all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> let's not go there, actually. No, let's <laughs> keep that one off the podcast. But I love Wellington, and um, <laughs> I'm from there. Uh, so. Yeah, um, there's one question I had in my mind all week, like, because you're from Wellington. Yes. Like, I don't really know the the the, the PI story down there. Mm-hmm. Like, I know up in Auckland, we had we all came over for work. We all settled in Ponsonby, mm-hmm. Grayland. Yep. Then gentrification happened. Yep. We all we moved, moved to, to the south, south yeah. Auckland. Yep. What, was, what was the Wellington story? Where did everyone go? Well, the weird thing for, for us was that Newtown was probably one of the main, I think, was one of the main places that most Aingas went to first. So it used to be all when I was young, just, you know, Islanders galore. Mm. And it's been gentrified again. And we went and did a gig, and, and, and me and Shay Fu went and did a gig in Newtown, my home. And then I was like, sort of, where's the brown people? You know what uh-huh. I mean? Because when I was young, there was he's a brown kid. And on, honestly, there was like 150 deep just going that way. And I was struggling to find brown people. And I was going, wow, this used to be all brown kids when I was a, you know, brown people when I was a kid. Mm. So, um, uh, you know, I think like everyone, my my family landed in in uh, Auckland, and they stayed in Ponsonby with their anger for a little while, and then went to to Wellington where my uncle was, uh, my namesake was was living there with you know, and his his valet was the house that most of our family went to, stayed for a little while until they were able to yeah. go and find out. I, I had a, I had an uncle, uh, my uncle stayed up on um, uh, Wellington Ave, Richmond mm. Road, and mm. I just I look back at. Um, I've been to a few houses. And I'm like, I know the background. Mm. And they, oh yeah, that's my uncle. That's my uncle too. Yeah, you know? uh, that's the um, So mm. it was the house where everyone kind of stopped, you know, yeah. until you know they found their feet, and then yeah, you, know, you moved on. And I know, like, um, plenty of family that done the same thing. Like mm. um, how your uncle, your and, that, and that's why I love about your mom coming on your mm-hmm. podcast because mm-hmm. you know she's you know history. Oh, Talking about yes. Islanders coming down, yeah. what it was like in yes. New Zealand that time. That was the thing too, because I asked her some questions too that I didn't know, you know, mm. and she, you know, I learned some other things too. 
And, um, you know, we, we we were all really, really honest with our mum. Hey, mum, don't fight Mars on TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's like, okay, don't, you know. But it, that's, it's, you know, when your mum is just being sort of mimico, she's like, man, I want to talk about you guys. What are you guys yeah. doing? I said, yeah, but we all are very aware of how I was, I was doing this um, interview on the project day. And so I was like, mum, it's just me and you. We're going to be here. Just remember the nation is watching you, okay? <laughs> 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 and so she goes, okay, okay. So, you know, right at the end, right at the end, right at the end of the interview, I, I, was, I was doing some art with her, you know, I said, oh, mum, man, I, I could see if I can sell some of my paintings. She goes, yeah, dream on, mate. <laughs> so, so it took her that long for her to just come up with the wonder. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, was this, um, I really enjoyed this podcast. Also, this is actually probably the first podcast I've done. You know what I mean? Actually, have I done another podcast? No, this is like potentially could be the first one. What in studio one? Or because I did listen, I've listened to one. Um, I listened to one you're with your cousin. He plays for Patoni Rugby. But is that a po- oh? But that's you see, Bulls. He just interviewed me on oh, on Instagram, oh, and then oh. and then you they put it on there. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I don't know because I'm not in the uh, Bulls. I, I didn't even know what a podcast was. You know, I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. I might look, what, well, listen to Drink Champs and then listen to, you know, other hip-hop ones. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. So when people were explaining to me, sort of you jump in your car, you put on a podcast and you drive and you start listening to it. I was like, really? Yeah. You know, I still, <laughs> but I'm trying to move into that. If I find someone that's up for sitting there, going through our, through our you know, audio, editing that stuff and putting it out, um, yep, so what? Yeah. You know, because <laughs> I've got, I haven't got time for that. Yeah. But, it's a process. Also, you've got yeah. to find out what the process is because who sits down and edits these ones? Uh, Cams, me, my opera. You know <laughs> what I mean? And that's and that's the mission. I go, man. I'd I'd be editing consistently, or like you know, you need someone that's there. So that's your job. You go in over there. You know what I mean? And do that because it's it's a mission. Because you know, I I edit other stuff, songs, you know, mu- music videos. I understand how long it takes to cut, but how long do these shows become? That's just uh, dependent. Yeah. I think on average it's about two hours, hour and a half. Yeah, wow. Over one. Yeah. But you know the cool thing about us, like early on, this guy will tell you, his, his, he said it would take him ages to mm, edit. Mm, mm. But now, like, we just find with, uh, with this one, yeah. hey, so it could be up the same night because we wow. we found yeah. we found our identity, how we yes. work together. Yes. And, and it's always on the guest. Like, mm. you know, we've, we told... Um, because we were just guests on another podcast mm, mm, mm. last week, so that was our first one. Mm, mm, yeah. Me and him were like, oh, it's kind of kind of feel funny talking about ourselves. <laughs> like, we, we're my son to being on the other side. Yes. We're, we're, we're my son to learning of our guests. Yeah. And, 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 and this one was us kind of trying. We'd had already had him on before, but it was just us sharing. Was us having was, another I, I'm going to get you guys on my caps chat. I'm oh. going to get you two. Oh. No, no, it's all good because then I can ask you guys some questions because you guys are the new, you guys are the new flavor. You guys are the new, uh, you guys are the new, if I, if I had to say, you know, you guys are the new TVNZ. You guys are the new Moldy television. We're the new, uh, PMN. We're the new, you know, we're the new guys that, you know what I mean? Love those guys. But, you know, when it comes down to it, government funded, you know, and I go, wow, there's millions of dollars. You know, millions of dollars. And the thing that I ask, I go, well, if I'm getting, half of what you're getting for engagement wise and I've got no millions of dollars 
will then say something about the millions of dollars that you know whoever's I'm just, and that's just well, who I'd ask. I, the only reason why I say that is because if you're government funded, you better be accountable. Mm. If you're, you better be accountable to the Pacific people. Mm. Pacific people, you know what I mean? Especially because that would be they would have been going into that pitch when you're making your pitch. That would have been the pitch like we're gonna. Um, we're going to show that we can relate to all the island people, and technically, if the numbers don't show, or you're not doing that job that you said you were going to do, then, like you said, like hopefully we've got to help government help funded. Government funded means a lot of money, and it's like it's like around it's three million plus. It's a lot of money, you know what I mean. So when you think about it, but I'm very, very, very simple. Was like my agenda is to serve the Pacific peoples of the world. So for me, if if your job, you get paid to serve the pacific peoples of the world and then someone's failing in your job there's like a blood clot inside the artery that is stopping the music or the or the message to get out to the people and and within your structure of your company someone's stopping it then i go well you got to get rid of that cancer then mm. you know what i mean because you're serving the pacific people right and with with 30 40 people working in a business and your 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 co-papa is supposed to you know serve the pacific peoples you better be doing that, and I want to hold you accountable for that. And if I don't think think that you're doing right, I might just kick up a fuss about it. And I want to hold you accountable because you know why? You don't have to hold me accountable because I ain't accountable to no one. Mm. But for you, if you've got government funding, you better do that shit properly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice and simple. Thanks. <laughs> because you know I want to suss some people, but it's not yeah. on. It's not on because I think it, it's because I think that on principle. Are you serving? Or are you being a gatekeeper? And if you're being a gatekeeper, you know, and just in, in the most simplest simplest words, fuck you. Because you're being a gatekeeper for the people. And then, you know, like, I've, I've seen it. I've seen Pacific gatekeepers where we say, oh, man, it's the Balangi man of the gatekeepers. It's the, you know, it's these corporate. But I've seen Polynesian gatekeepers. <coughs> and I go, oh, you're oh, just because you think you're the man. And not that, you know, and, you know, I've seen people who are the man. You know what I mean? I go, man, you're the man. But when I see other people that I go, oh, you think you're the man, <laughs> but really, <laughs> in, 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 in the actual sphere of, of, of commercial or even like, um, you know, um, Pacific broadcasting, then I, I'm going to check you. Because, you know, me, I can check you. And, you know, and if, you, if you're, you're being paid by the government, you better be ready to be checked because that's what you got your job for, right? Mm. You know what I mean? Because some people like get get a job and they go, "Man, I'm untouchable." Hold up, bro! You serve the people, mm. yeah. And I'm I'm one of the artists, and if I can't get my music for your broadcast network, well, fuck, there's something wrong. And I'm I'm well known. And if you can't support my shit, then we got issues. Then that means that me if you can't support my music, then that means no other artist has got a chance. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it becomes either the beef that I've got with or beef people that have got beef with me. I'm like, sorry. Really? And that's that that's on you, mate. Mikel, Molipolo. He tried to get some government funding for his work uh, his artwork like trying to support um Polynesian artists. But he didn't get it for some reason. He's one of our most he is working for Marvel. Hmm. He's working for Marvel. Yeah. How many of the Samoan cartoonists are working for Marvel? 
You know what I mean? Sure stuff Oof, he's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He's done stuff that no, his art is in uh, the school books of our kids. You know what I mean? Mm. And I go, man, Solly, you you know the school books? We used to have the journals. We used to have them back when we were kids. And he goes, yeah, I'm doing the artwork. I said, Solly, that's awesome. Because then you've got Samoan art that is influencing all of our kids at all schools. But other, you know, because he's a wrestler, pro wrestler as well, but he's also, you know, top 12, top, top 15 people are uh, ticking, ticking in the yeah, world. So yeah. I go, so they're mad, oh, I broke. Yeah. But then the thing, the issue that I have with, because I've seen gatekeepers consistently, I know who they are. I can call out their name, but then once again, oh, well. But what I say is that, are you serving? Are you going every day you wake up at the utmost, you wake up at whatever time until you go to sleep or till you finish, you clock off, you're serving the Pacific peoples? Mm. Because the issue with Macau was the reason why they didn't get funding because he wasn't doing Pacific art. But hey, here's the Pacific Islander. Yeah, it's, it's, that's I mean, what I mean. It's so stupid. It's like, you know, like I might rap in Balangi, I might rap in, but I'm Samoan. Exactly. All this over there. You know what I mean? I go, okay. But oh, man, because you're, you're, not, you're not talking about, you know, uh, uh, you know, flowers or you're not talking about coconuts. So it's like, so I talk about coconuts all the time. But it's just weird that you have to be classed in a thing. It's like we have to prove, because I've just been to a place and I had to, I had to like prove how much of a Pacific Islander I was. It was like, you know, and I was like, wow, you guys are weird. You guys are only like a, a, a 3% slice of the whole 100% of the pie. Actually, it could be like 1.5% of, you know, broadcasting and still. Is the issue the criteria? Yeah. No, it becomes the, the person who is the, the person. It's the why person. Why is the criteria like that? But also, oh, does the person change the gatekeepers? You spoke the change the, yeah. the gatekeepers. But what I keep on saying is that really a specific island is sold out. So you know, yeah. but there's like if we had a village mentality, then you would serve the village. Like you would go and sorry, let's go fakasi. You know what I mean? Let's do it as one. But when you've got one person, I'm the man. Yes, and I go, oh, okay, and I go, okay, cool. But you see, you might be the the man in this building, or or that floor in that office, but outside of that, you, you don't <laughs> yeah. you don't register on my on my dopamine. And you know, but that's just me though. And because I've, I've been, I can talk about these things because I've, I've been to these, these, these corporations. I've been to these Pacific companies, and I've, and I've, I've tried to assist with the most open heart. And they go, Sully, you're moving too fast. Uh, hold up, we, we're working in the westernized world, right? <laughs> you know, and, um, oh, you know, you, you know, you, you're, uh, what you're bringing, you're, you're moving too quickly, King. And I'm like, wow, I've been telling you thing about the last six months about doing what we're going to do. But then once again, I've found Pacific companies, Pacific, Pacifica companies out there get funding. And they're only out for themselves. And I'm, it's very disappointing. Mm. And I go, wow, okay, sorry. Oh, you got your flash cars, got a good office. But then I asked them, I said, how many people are you serving? Mm. Like, oh, man, we serve from here to, to Hamilton. When's the last time you went out in your car valley to go see where these people are? Or oh, we don't leave the office. So I said, so how do you know that you're serving from here to there? Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. you're the Pacifica person for that particular job. That's what your role is. That's what you say you guys do. And I've just seen a whole lot of, of cats. I go, oh, you're only about either your workers, 
you worry about your workers and keeping their jobs, but while you're worrying about that worker, you've missed out the whole rest of the community out there of the nation. That which you're to be where, that your job is supposed to be serving the yeah. nation. And then also, what's up? Because you know, I'm, 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 uh, I ask questions. Go to these places wherever Hastings. I go to you know Wanganui. I go to anywhere in the country. I go, hey, have you ever heard of this uh, this specific company? And they go, nah, never heard of them. And I go, wow. And you guys get all these millions to to serve that particular kopapa. And then I go, well, first of all, you're marketing shit because no one knows who the fuck you are. You know what I mean? And you get funding for that. And you're the you're the people. You're the you know the the people when they talk about that particular kopapa. And I'm like, oh man, you guys are. And then I go, oh, and then you meet them, and oh, you guys are greedy. You know what I mean? You're not sharing the love. You're not even sharing the love. You're just filling your own pockets. And then, but you know, that's just me and my. Because, but, but remember, it's coming from a place where I've gone, talked, said, "Can I help?" And then they go, "No." And I go, "Okay." I, you know, do I have a chip on my shoulder? I go, "Man, you guys are idiots." Because while I come over to here with the Pacifica brand, I'm already working with the Balangi brands over here. So just out of being nice, hey, sorry, man, I want to come and come over because I'm a fob. I'm going to come and ask you guys, fobs, would you like to work with this fob? I'm one of the most out there fobs in the country. And and then they go, but then they get their back up. You know what I mean? They they, they, they start going, yeah, oh, but he might show us up. Oh, damn right, I'll show you up. I'm already showing you up already. Mm. But I'm not going to talk about that. I'm just trying to deliver something that we can, you can support me, and I'm I'm already I'm already serving the Pacific peoples. That's um really sad to hear. And um, it just I, happens. When I think about what, what you've just described, um, and I think about our podcast, this podcast is called Back of the One Three Five, and that's because the One Three Five bus we used to catch when we were kids, mm, mm. and that bus is a is a West Auckland bus. It mm. starts from town, comes through uh, Point Sheriff, New Lynn, Avondale. All the way to Ranui, where, where, where we grew up. Yes. So, to us, this podcast is about putting our, our Pacific people on blast, but because the bus picks up everyone from out west, yeah. we're picking up people to come on our bus to have a chat with us on our on our podcast. And But we, we do this for the love of it. We don't, we give our own money. We take our own time to go on social media and build our brand, try, yes, try yes. to build our brand. Yes. I'm just wondering, like, if we're doing the same thing, if we're helping other Pacific people or helping people from out west or helping you know having a platform for someone to talk about their journey and talking about of course, of course. to inspire others but we're doing it for like for free like you know but also you know I'm doing my one you know what I mean mm. I, I get some sponsorship you know uh, it's, it's some of it's monetary some of it's not but also I'm I'm working with brands that I like and who are my mates? So I said, Sully, I want to come and help your brand because you know what I mean. You guys don't know how to social media, blah blah blah. But I'm going to come and swangy to you guys. I don't have to swangy, but I'm just going to help you guys out, sweet. Because you run with me, I run with you. And for me, if you run with me, we're going, you know, salo pusingi, you know, salo dimusul pusingi, you know. But that's because for me, if a brand happens to run with me, I go, you don't have to run with me. You can run with anyone. So I'm going to give as much as I can and much offers that I can. And you see on my shows, also, I say their name sponsors all the time. I say Ma- it. Mali's one of the guys. Oh, House of Mali. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but I, I, I say it because I know other artists that are sponsored and they don't say it. Or, you know, or just other people that when they do their shows, they just don't say. And I go, man, I appreciate my sponsors. I'm going to say their name because if, 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 if I don't say their name, then I'm a uh, I'm an unappreciative bastard. But I appreciate them. I go, man, you don't even have to help me. So that's what I do for my sponsors. People go, Sully, do you can you stop saying your sponsors' name so much? But <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm showing them that I I care that they 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 support me. Mm. You know what I mean? But you know, like the thing is also is that if we don't have voices like this. I've already been a voice for the last 25 years. I'm still trying to grow my voice. I'm still trying to to learn how to, uh, the process of sharing my voice and my ideas and my thoughts. But I do these things, these shows that I do, I'm actually passionate about suicide prevention. I'm actually, I've had two red flags. I got to really low and I know how someone can get really low. You know what I mean? So that's why I started Caps Chats. Okay, so I'm going to do that. I've done work for our Pacific kids up and down, and Maori kids up and down the country uh, for suicide prevention. So that's that's you know that's good. Hoops played hoops, all good. You know what I mean. Hip hop lives here. Next show, you know, do that. You know, when I do my you know um, sneaker comic uh, show, it's because I love you know I don't love sneakers as much as my little, but you know we're comics and toys, and so you know that's that. But I've got other ideas that I want to do for my other shows and keep building my brands like you, and that's what I'm doing. You guys have got heaps of people. I got three, four, four people in our team. One, so I, call, I, I, call, you know, my son, he's in there because he's pressing the buttons. I get my other son, and um, but that's his kokongi for his rent. I said, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, yeah, okay. But then um, I've got Benny for my basketball show, and then that's it. My court has got you know her show with Michael Lee, but then all the other shows are just me. But I'm also I'm trying to bring on other DJs like I said and showcase them, but then showcase other basketballers, but also showcase other people that have issues with just life. You know what I mean? It's and being able to talk about life is good. And that's what I like what you guys are doing. We're talking about life. We're you know, we're enjoying each other's company, we're talking about dope shit that we yeah. we're finding out more stuff and people are like these guys are having conversations by themselves. Uh, but but people, this is what a podcast is. Yeah. And um, but it's dope. It's yeah. dope. You know, I'm I'm just stepping into the world of po- I'm learning stuff about podcasting. Mm. I thought I was podcasting, but I'm live streaming. So you got to get on Spotify, man. I know. So that's, I can listen to... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I need someone to come along and so, 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 uh, you know, so, so, to help me get to that. I've got all the rest. Yeah. I've got the video side, the other side, and all of that side down. I just don't have the podcast stuff down. Because heaps of people saw you podcasting. I was like, I thought I was podcasting, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I wasn't even. But like I said, it was commodity. You know, our vocals, our words become a commodity. You're able to sell it, you're able to, you know, make a little bit of money off it. Then you can go down to the, to the shop and buy some bread and some milk. You know what I mean? And that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Really. And then you go and buy some bread and milk for your, for your mum and dad. And yeah, okay. And, you know, you share the love. And that's what we're about. We're about going out and, and supporting our family and supporting others where, you know, we show the offers. And that's, I think, that, you know, what's dope about what you and your whole network is doing. I've just come and found your network. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm a fan. So now I'm a fan. But also, remember, when I when I step into this, I'm part of your team now. Because whatever you ask me to post on social media, I'm going to post. And then, but I expect you guys to repost all my shit. Mm. But then that's what social media is for. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like sharing the, the work of all of our other friends. Because, like, I see other artists. Man, I got a gig. Oh, well. It's only like two presses of a button and then, you know, and then that's what social media is for, isn't it, right? Mm -hmm. You share, you know, where some artists, like, I go, wow, they don't share anyone else's other than themselves. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then that's just, I go, okay, cool, that's their buzz, sweet. But, you know. Because we've found, um, like, um, um, that we've had other podcasts follow us, we follow um, others, and Cameron makes a note and we do 
other people part of it that we um, advertise or we uh, not advertise we we if a if a podcast that we know has got it's an episode up, come you, out you yeah tell them yeah, yeah. and then we yeah. put it up on our feed yeah. and they do the same thing for yes. us so like you're saying the the cool thing is that you because you 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 know what it's like you know to have a heart like that yeah. to, to it's a payback not a payback thing but just to bring up this. Let's bring bring each other all up. We talked about that in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's hey, a growing community. There's you know, a growing respect, respect to the community. And respect to get them in there because it's all conversation. Yeah. So we get them in talk because we're all doing the same thing. Yeah. And we're yeah. gonna all share war stories and all that. Mm. You know? mm. Well, also, cool. you know, I take my hand off to you guys because I know what it's like to organize another <laughs> bunch of people. You know what I mean? I go take my hand off to you guys because man, or you know, I don't think I could do it. Cause you know, I, I you know, I, where are you? You know what I mean. And like, yeah. you're fired. You know what I mean. You know? And then they are. Oh man, we were on a podcast for one week. And then, but I don't have, I don't have the time or the patience for people to go, bro. I can, I got to learn. I say, that's great. Learn over there and then come over when you're ready. You know what I mean? Because like I said, I, 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 I want ESPN. And I want to be able to, I want to be able to kill SBN, but be some funny ass fobs instead of the dry, uh, you know, um, Australian dudes. Yes. yes. You know, because I go, man, these guys aren't even funny. <laughs> you know, and I go, why can't we be those guys you on know, ESPN? You know what I find about and um, about um, New Zealand sports shows? You're either one or the other. So you're either a brick, you're uh, analyzing the game, or you're a cynical show. Mm. Kind of like uh, the crowd goes wild, mm. where everything's gonna it has to be a pun or a joke, mm. you know. And and sometimes and I like watching crowd goes wild, but sometimes I want to go hear some real like analysis plus, you know, kind of mm. a more even kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And there's no island show on it like that. Ooh. And that's why when you said that your ESPN, and I thought yes. Because I know what it's going to be like, you know what I mean? Mm. There's going to be a bit of serious, but there's going to be the island humour in it too, you know what I mean? It's balance. And I, I think some of the shows that we, we find in New Zealand is you're either all one or you're yeah. all the other one. Yeah, no, I found their tools. It's, there's no in-between, there's mm. no mashup. there's no, it's just one style. But that's the thing, it was like, you know, what, what brand are you going to pick? As a basketball show, we could have just jumped on and just been real negative. I mean, if this and if that and I said, yeah, but... That's just being negative. You know what I mean? What's the use of being negative? We're just going to be grumpy. Don't be grumpy. Mm. Build. Build bridges. You know what I mean? Help build bridges, but also build the community. Uplift the community so they can go, man, yeah, that was dope. Man, you know what I mean? You can always have a, oh, bro, I didn't like that particular thing, but what's the use of just being negative, negative, negative? Then you get the negative connotation of what your, your show was about. And then you get the sensationalism type of show where you just watch it for beef. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, but if you know, if you can't hold your own with the beef and talk shit about someone, and then you know, walk outside the door and get fussy by the person, <laughs> I was like, oh my, what gave me, bro? And so, you know, well, like I said, also, whatever you say, be ready to back it up. Mm. Man, we've done three and a half hours. Wow. That does not feel like that was. Oh, listen, puppy. No, hey man, when it, that's like that's the we that's like the one of the like we've had some cool ones, some amazing ones, and we always find it's just 
you know, when we just sit in front of uh, like, like-minded people. No, enough was, time. You know, yeah. like I got to say, it was like, you know, and because I've got interviewed by thousands of people, hundreds of people, you two are probably, well, you know, two of my favorite people that are, you know, that I've been interviewed by. The reason why also because you guys are like Samoans, first and foremost, Thank I don't mean, awesome. But then basketballers, I go, shit. And he goes, Star Wars, are we, are we? You know what I mean? And, and consistently I've been going, okay, wow, interesting conversation, but also people that I go, fuck, well, you know what I mean? You know, we should, we should hang out. You know what I mean? Because it's not that often that you go, you go, okay, it's very hard to find Star Wars people. Very hard to find hoopers. Very hard to find Samoans that hoop that like Star Wars. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's not many. Yeah. And I go, okay, that's three things. Man, these guys are the planet. <laughs> okay, sorry, what should we do next? Day, you know? You, you two are the type of, but also I'm very, very aware of how comfortable you guys are on just speaking. I've spoken to heaps of people, been interviewed by shitloads of people, you know, over the years. Heaps. But you guys are comfortable. I'm comfortable with talking to you guys. And what we talk about, it's just like, it's good banter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dope. Yeah. You know, I said, totally, I'd watch this if I was watching something. You know what I mean? <laughs> we talk about out of the shit and it's dope. Thank Thanks, you, man. man. Thank you. Thank you as well. Man, I hope uh Oh, so um, you really spoke about where people can find you already? Or are you going to give a shout out again? Oh, uh, fans, uh, my name is Bill O'Reilly, uh, King Capisi at, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, King, K-I-N-G, Capisi, K-A-P-I-S-I, and also it's uh, Mr. Majesty is my reggae stuff that I'll be dropping, uh, me and Shea Fu are dropping tracks from Headlock, we're a group called Headlock, H-E-D-L-O-K, uh, my wife Teremona Rapley is doing a show called uh, Mara Matanga on, on uh, Facebook, also her Facebook as well, and Instagram, um, and we'll be dropping new shows uh, very, very soon, so we've got a lot of stuff to go, and and, um, you know, watch out for my basketball courts around the country. Yeah. I'll be bringing some basketball, elevated basketball hoops and um, basketball uh, uh, courts around the Motu, uh, doing, you know, more gigs and, you know, all trying to organize uh, festivals and that type of stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of work to do. But making sure that we serve our peoples first and foremost, you know what I mean? And, you know, one day we might go nuclear and start calling some people out. Um, but, <laughs> you know, but that's just how it is. Um if you work for the government, please be accountable for your actions. Uh, rappers who do not work for the uh, government uh, don't have to be accountable at all. Um, so I appreciate you guys. Also, thank you for Fukai Lover, Bro, Man, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, West West Network, love you guys. You guys are the bomb. Um, shout out to everyone else. Do the shows too. And then, um, yo, it's been dope. Cheers, man. Thank you. Yo. Thank you. Yo. Wow, that was wow, bro. Thank you, man. Oh, <laughs>